Well, put on your face mask and get out your disinfectant spray because there's sick people here tonight. You're listening to the Action Figure Blues podcast, episode number 160, for the week of Wednesday, the 18th of March, 2015. I'm Scott, and with me tonight are... Eli. Eddie. John. And Ben. This episode is brought to you by Modern Brick Warfare and ActionFigureBlues.com. Tonight, our toys of the week are the Funko Legacy Jamie Lannister action figure, the 3A Stealth Iron Man, and the DC Collectibles Aquaman Icon statue. Hundreds of you. How are you all? Speaking. Yay. Very good. Thank you. Good. So this is the show where this morning I was worried that we weren't going to have anyone. And so put out a call and now we have many people. But that is awesome because as well as uh, bringing a new person into the fold, we've also brought our uh, lost sheep back. So Eli, how are you? Radiant. (laughs) <laughs> Good. <laughs> that puts a smile on my face. And and what have you been up to on your long podcast holiday? Um, many things, I guess. Um, lots of work stuff. I decided it'd be a really smart idea to start doing some study again. Um, and I realized that I remember how much work I was supposed to do when I was younger and how as an adult I actually feel obligated to do all that work that's assigned <laughs> to me. <laughs> That was that was fun. Um, so I've done a little bit of that, and I'm on a break until about July now. Awesome. Well, we're glad to be able to um, reunite with you and and uh, have you back. But that sounds actually quite exciting. Mm. Cool. And now, anyone who has listened to this show for any length of time will know um, our friend Eddie three four two four nine four. I can't remember. Um, but, uh, tonight when, when today, when I was actually thinking that because of sickness and internet issues, etc., that it might just be Ben and I, uh, I did mention on social media kind of jokingly that, you know, we might need some help, but, uh, Eddie actually kindly offered and he, that's actually the person I had in mind when I was, um, mentioning it. So Eddie, welcome. And how are you? Oh, thank you. I'm very good. And thank you after years and years of me harassing you that you finally broke down and let me on your show. (laughs) Now, Eddie and I actually live in the same city and go to the same comic shop, but have never actually met in person. Yeah, ships in the night, as I uh, started a hashtag for. For sure. So just really briefly, tell our listeners a little bit about you and what you collect. Uh, so I've been a figure collector for years and years, longer than I can actually even remember being alive. Uh, only child, so it's, I think it was one of those things where I was in a small country town, um, so my parents just brought me a lot of figures to uh, keep me quiet and happy in the back room. And I'm so old that this was before the years of video games and all that now, so action figures was my uh, thing. And I sort of just never stopped collecting them. But as I got older, I got 
more into the business side of things and how they were actually manufactured and made. And um, I do like that side of the industry as well. Uh, so much so I have been mistaken for Scott Knightlick from time to time as I bring up logistics. Oh, and boy. And, uh, <laughs> I don't know like, if that's a claim to fame. Yeah, hopefully I'm more personable. <laughs> in some ways but um i also do have a bit of a job similar to him dealing with uh large public crowds and trying to please everybody so I've, I've got a soft spot for him as well cool well we're really excited to have you on board and look forward to your contributions tonight um john how are you um i'm here you're we, here um, it, yeah we ate at a uh burrito making chain restaurant here last night and um it didn't Uh-oh. agree with either of us oh no <laughs> And you're not even the sick person I met in the introduction. No, I know. It wasn't it wasn't intentional. <laughs> That's no good. Well, um I uh hope that you are well. Uh and um the actual ill person here this evening, how are you? I'm sick. <laughs> I wanted you to be on the show just so I could hear you say that. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> can I just um can I just backtrack a little bit and yeah. you know, you know blah, 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 Eddie's backstory, yeah, all nice touchy-feely and that. But we didn't get to the important thing and find out what the story is behind his username. Oh, of course I wanted to ask that. What is the deal? Unless it's something, like, gross or personal, what is the 3249 thing? Uh, the amount of women in my university years. and no. oh, that's <laughs> what I was worried about. <laughs> uh, it's, uh, see, I don't know whether to leave it as a mystery or not now. It's kind <laughs> of a mistake, but it's, uh, to be honest, it's, uh, was just a, uh, cause Eddie's tended to be taken. Yes. It was the postcode for the, uh, small country town that I grew up in. Oh. Um, so that's where it came from. So I'll leave that as the mystery. Any skilled listeners nice. can do a quick Google search and uh, find out of the horrible Bogan town that I grew up in, <laughs> which is actually quite lovely uh, before anyone searches it and finds it's their own hometown. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> but, yeah, famous, famous for Bogans, but it's not really. Good. Uh, thank, uh, thank you, Ben. I would have been kicking myself if I forgot to ask that. Thank you very much. Um, something so, someone asks every week pretty much. Yeah, for sure. So, so I do. What? Mysteries that I've heard brought up. Um, I should say thank you to John too, because it actually is true. I did manage to score free donuts at a Tim Hortons when I was in New York, thanks to that, the girl my awesome. points and uh, <laughs> showing her um, some post from John saying that you get free donuts at Tim Hortons. <laughs> she gave them to me. You are kidding? No, <gasps> wow. I, I did. I did have to buy a milkshake, but she, she did um, <laughs> give me. Uh, a uh, six-pack of um, glazed donuts, I think they were. Oh, my gosh. Mm. That is the best thing I've heard in ages. I love it. Okay. Um, so, Ben, what, what ails you? Uh, just something the midget bacterial terrorists have brought home from preschool. Mm. Yeah. I think you said to you before, like, the introduction of children is going to be like, you know, the first couple of years of teaching when yeah. – right, I'll never forget when we – you know, we were both – taught before we had kids and just like all the diseases for ages awesome no no fun yeah it's fine Uh, you know with with little kids at least you get to rest and stuff yeah true (laughs) nap time it's awesome yeah cool and how are you Oh, I'm good. My um, eldest daughter had a, like a big fancy formal last night. 
Um, so we had the dress and the hair and the photos and everything. It was like very surreal for dad. Was there a young man involved? No, no, no. It's it was. Uh, it's actually really nice the way her school does it because it's their like you know first thing, and so it's at, they actually hold it at school and they do like dance lessons beforehand where they learn progressive dances. So they have to dance with every boy kind of thing, like or, you know, and uh, so it's more of a social thing. And she actually had a great time. So that was really it was very um very sensibly monitored by by the school to make it nice and make them feel special but not be over the top. So. Yeah, so that was good, but still kind of bizarre parenting experience of growing children. Um, yeah, so, but, yeah, I'm good. Really busy week, but busy weekend. We had basketball today. She's been in two teams this uh, season, and they're both, well, one's now into the grand final, and one's got to play in one more game to get into the grand final. And uh, I don't even like sport, and I was so stressed out. Um <laughs> Because the the, sec- the second game where they got into the grand final, they beat the team that's been number one all um, season and are real jerks. So it was like a Mighty Ducks kind of moment. So if they both get into the grand final, are they playing each other? No, they're a different year. So like, because she is she um is in under fourteens, but she's been playing up into under sixteens as well. Um, so yeah, so they're actually different teams. Some, some, there's some similar girls in both, but different teams. So, um, same, same club, but different age groups. You can see why I'd ask that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, no, very exciting. Well, Hey, we've got a lot of people here and a lot to do. So I reckon that let's, um, let's get started and do some articulated news. Big Jim's world of adventure starring Big Josh with talking cat pack. You unload the Big Jim sports camper gear. Big Josh says, Bring the boat and fishing gear. And you know the dinner will soon be here. Big Josh says, Let's find some firewood. Now this camp is looking like a good camp should. Big Josh with Talking Camp Pack is sold separately. Big Jim sports camper comes with fishing boat and gear from Mattel. Well, as always, we start each episode with a bit of news, and articulated news is where we don't talk about all the news, we talk about the things that have caught our eye, and uh, maybe some of the weird things as well. Um, But as those of you who have been listening would know, we now have a subreddit at reddit.com, it's just called AFB Podcast, where you can also submit news stories and vote on the ones that you think are uh, the most interesting. And so I've got the top news, according to you, at Reddit, and number one, this this week is an announcement from Tweeterhead that they are doing a classic Batwoman maquette in their Batman maquette line, and this is the Kathy Kane uh, black, yellow, and red uh, Batwoman. What do we think of this? I quite like it. Yeah, I like it. Mm. I don't like it that like doll as much. No. <laughs> yeah, I like the retro look, but if I'm going to pop on a Batwoman thing, it wouldn't be that look. No, I mean it's obviously a classic Batwoman. What I like about it is, is it just looks very clean. It looks very nicely done, and if it comes out even close to that as a prototype, I'd be very happy. Yeah. Uh, now this is that uh, they also have a penguin um, that is cl- called Classic Penguin. So um, it's a bit kind of confusing in terms of the maquettes they're doing because they are doing the Batman TV series stuff as well but then they've got a couple of these and i noticed these are uh, the penguin and batwoman are both sculpted by mike cusinelli um who and they both look great so you know that might fit in with the uh the bombshells a bit though 
because of the look of it. It might, yeah. It's a bit taller. It's, it's like 13 inches, so probably mm. not in scale, but they're not as big as I thought they were. Um, so I, I like it because it's classic, but um, probably not enough to buy it. But I'm so excited that there are other people actually doing stuff mm. that I feel kind of feel like I want to encourage them. But yeah. So this is about one-sixth scale. Yeah, yeah. So that that made me then look back at the penguin because I don't know for some reason I had in my mind that the penguin was quarter scale and I thought oh I don't really want that mm-hmm. but then when I look back at the penguin like it is he's eleven point five inches high and that really made me stop and think well maybe I want that yeah yeah because and he, even if you're getting the the markets based on the TV series this wouldn't exactly be out of place alongside those are they the same scale I, I'm actually not sure yeah. Um, I, I, well, hello, I can, I have the internet, I can tell. So the Batman TV maquette, yeah, is 12 inches. So they would actually probably fit scale wise. Yeah. Yeah. So that's interesting. Anyway, it's great to see that happening and we'll, um, see what else comes along. But that penguin now is starting to tempt me. <laughs> it says it, it says it comes with a, um, a Gotham skyline base. Um, and can't really tell from these pictures. It looks like a you know, like a printed diorama or something. So uh, I, I wonder what she's standing on. Oh, there is a little picture, isn't there? There's yeah. A little bit. Well, mm-hmm. if you look at the um, the penguin, he's on a similar base. So I'm wondering if they're actually, like, if they connect. I don't know. Oh, that would be really tempting. Looks a little bit photoshopped on there at the moment. It so does, actually. Yeah, you're right. Mm, TBC. Yeah, but a bit tempting. Um, something that I am not tempted by at all, uh, which was number two in the news on Reddit this week, is the Sideshow 1-6 scale Green Lantern. Uh, so we just got the preview at the moment, not the actual you item. You don't like? I think it looks, from just from the preview, I think the costume looks really, I don't like it. I don't think this bodysuit thing is working because I think no. we had the same comments about the Flash, didn't we? Mm, I believe so. Yeah. I mean, the head sculpt looks fine. I think the hair and the mask and everything looks great. That oh, great, yeah. looks fantastic. Obviously, yes. there's a bit of um, bit of sort of Photoshop action going on there to make it look a bit more, um, you know, spectacular. But um, obviously, there's going to be all sorts of fancy constructs and stuff. But I think the one thing that just seems to be letting these figures down is that weird kind of, you know, spongy bodysuit. Yeah, it's and just the, the kind of um, hem that like a really it looks like a really kind of visible line between the green and the black. That's what's actually. Um, Wait, you know what it looks like to me. You're gonna love this one. Okay. Um, <laughs> I, and I had to really think back to this one because it's been a long time. You know that thing they put on you when you go get your hair cut. Oh <laughs> yeah. It goes around your neck and it kind of covers up your shoulders. That's oh. what the green part looks like to me. Mm. To me, it looks like it. Um, it would Hal Jordan in the Batman sixty six series. Mm, that sort mm. of campy costume. Yes, it's it's very mm. Mego esque in that mm. not very yes. form fitting. Yeah, costume. particularly like, gloves actually. Yeah, that leg yes. gloves look at a bit iffy. It looks like an oven mitt that's slipped over the top. Yeah. So I think what's missing here is we're so used to these costumes showing, you know, defined musculature um, on these characters. So to see a guy wearing a pair of overalls like this that doesn't bring out any definition. Show me your pecs. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Oh, uh, said pecs. Yeah, that's, um, that is n- <laughs> that's not what I 
um, want to see. Uh, but anyway, that we, we get to see the full reveal. Um, judgment reserved, but not impressed by the promo. Um, and my last bit of news, which was uh, number three on the Reddit, is something I just don't know what to make of at all. And that is DC Collectibles put a video up uh, this week of uh, DC Collectibles New 52 action figure in memoriam. So this, if you've ever seen any of the uh, award shows where they remember you know, people in that industry who have passed in during the course of the year it starts off like that with some of the new 52 figures and then says but don't worry because we've got this great new line coming in a new scale yeah i thought this was odd it's almost like they're you know making fun of their own toy line yeah i i just didn't know what to make of it and i think that they obviously there are people who were very invested in the new 52 line as collectors um, and people who haven't been through, you know, scale changes, lines ending before who, you know, it's been a lot of um, complaining about icons being six inch. um, And uh, I don't understand, but I thought, I, I just thought that was a really weird way of kind of advertising it. This would have been, I bet you, a marketing meeting held the day after the Oscars aired. (laughs) Should we uh, say goodbye to this line or mention it? And someone's like, oh, we watched the Oscars last night. Let's do the memoriam thing. And everyone thought it was brilliant and topical at the time. And now it's gone on a couple of weeks. Well, do you guys guys don't get the after show for Walking Dead there, do you? The Talking Dead? No. No. They actually do this every week on The Talking Dead for all the kills during the show. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Okay, maybe it's more like that then. Mm. Okay. I just thought it was weird. Yeah, but it's, it's almost like, um, I don't know, it's, it's as if they've acknowledged that it's some kind of failure, but I don't know that anyone else was saying it was a failure and it's time to move on. Yeah. And to sudden try something else. Yeah, that's that's I mean I think that it was actually they did a great job for what it was. Um they got a lot of characters out. Um, you know, and if you did it's just weird to kind of make a big deal of it finishing. Yeah. Weird thing for me from a marketing standpoint was the first character that popped up was Black Adam. And he's also in their new line is the new 52 version of Black Adams in the Icon line, which sort of sent some weird mixed messages, I felt. Yeah, weird, weird, weird. Um, And that is actually my news, and I am handing over... Oh, sorry, I apologize. That story, the In Memoriam story, was submitted by MainMan804 at Reddit. Thank you, MainMan. Oh, sorry, MainMan804. you're our you're my man, 804. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're like our 804th main man, obviously. I don't know where the hell the other... area code. <laughs> Could be. Yeah. I don't know where the other 803 main men are. They're not at Reddit at all. It's very disappointing. Uh, but good on you, main man, 804. And Ben, or should I say your sickness, over to you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um my first bit of news is the folks at Go Hero have announced the uh, next figure in their 1-6 scale uh, action figure line, and it is Wilma Deering from Buck Rogers' uh, fame. And uh, this is uh, classic Wilma Deering, so as she probably would have looked back in the, the 20s when she first appeared. Um, Wilma Deering uh, is, of course, 
to Buck Rogers as Dale Arden is to Flash Gordon. Um, so this is a pretty nifty-looking figure, and Go Hero have done some really good stuff. They've done the Shadow and Doc Savage figures and then the really odd Adam West figure. Anyway, um, this figure features a Fison jointed body, so Fison do some of the best um, one-six scale, particular female bodies out there. You get a whole bunch of extras um, in there, obviously, there's the, the portrait, the, the rocket pistol, uh, multiple sets of hands slash gloves. You get um, two different helmets. You get the actual sort of pilot helmet with the visor as well as the, um, the, the bubble helmet, the dome type thing. So this really is that retro classic looking thing. Um, there's also an exclusive bonus that is yet to be announced. Um, these figures are usually produced in fairly limited runs, so if it is something you're interested in, it's probably worth getting in and having a look now. Um, she'll only set you back $160, US which is not bad for a 1-6 scale figure, and yeah. uh, I think she looks pretty good. I think she looks like a Turner I mean, you know, doll. Well, I'm, I'm actually a little bit in love with this figure. Yeah, I think she looks quite good. They, they've done um, some good stuff in the past, particularly I think it was their, their Flash Gordon, which had that really cool dome helmet that was actually made of glass. So I don't know whether this one is plastic or glass, but, um, yeah, I think that vintage look looks quite good. And I guess they'd have to take a bit of a guess as to what she looks like because it's not like she has an iconic look about her. I think most of us just sort of uh, associate Wilma Deering with Erin Gray and... Tell me that you weren't hoping this was Aaron Gray when you saw the link. <laughs> well, as soon as I thought it was Go Hero, I thought they'd probably have gone classic because then there's no licensing involved. Tell, tell me if it was Aaron Gray that you wouldn't have army built it. Well. <laughs> wow. <laughs> mm, yeah, mm, yeah, He's got okay. a bit of a crush. I, I'm sure yeah, you know that. Yeah. She's bought. Yes. So, anyway, that's pretty groovy. So, this is one of those companies where... I don't think they've ever made anything I've jumped on immediately, but they've got plenty of stuff that I often hover over. So both their Doc Savage and the Shadow are figures that I, I constantly look at, and um, I even really like the um, the Rocket Man figure they did, which is one of their very early ones. So wow, you can get a combo with Doc Savage and the Shadow. You can, and you save a few bucks too. So that Shadow figure looks pretty cool. I, I, yeah. I accidentally clicked on that when I was looking at the Wilma Deering, and it was yeah. bad. No, it's very good. Very good. Yeah. All right. My next bit of news is that um, a, a little company that's quite big in Europe that many people in the, in the West probably haven't heard of, um, a company called, oh, I'm gonna, probably going to butcher this, um, Ferribols Productions uh, is a European company, that a French company that actually produces a lot of pop culture um, statues, resin statues of European comic strip characters and they have announced that they're doing their very first American product and it is Mike Mignola's Hellboy and so this is a, a stylized rendition of Hellboy still very much in the Mike Mignola style with those really sharp edges um, and he's looking pretty cool I have to say uh, one six scale stands over 15 inches tall because he's standing on a, a rocky little base and um, I was actually in love with this piece when I saw it. I thought, wow, this is really quite impressive. And then I scrolled and then I scrolled and then I scrolled and I saw that it was 400 euros. <gasps> what? <laughs> and I went, yeah, yeah, all the best to you. And uh, I have no doubt you'll probably still sell out the production run of just 300 pieces. Um, and it's probably best to actually contact them directly through their website 
which is www.fariboles.fr. Um, if you're looking for something. But, um, yeah, it's scheduled to come out April 2015, so it's right around the corner. But I, I think it's stunning. Oh, it's, it's beautiful. I'm not a Hellboy yeah. fan, really, but that that is unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, not only have they captured Hellboy perfectly, but the, the subtleties in there, like the um, the drapery in his trench coat, which is mm. blowing blowing to one side and things like that. The base is uh, very simple but um, well executed. I really, really like it. Very good. And, he, and he's got the comic feed. Yes, he's got cloven hooves. <laughs> cloven, cloven hooves. Yeah, right. I, I did the exact same thing on the price. I was um, <laughs> wrapped with that, but I actually turned down the sideshow one um, just for money reasons. And when I saw the price of that, I was like, "Oh, well, might as well <laughs> jump on the premium format." Yes. Yeah. Well, that's it. And uh, look, the the premium format, I, I'd say, is still superior. Uh, in fact, it was my. My product of the year for 2014. Twas. Hmm. All right. And our next bit of news, which was submitted by Tim Tam Tommy 2 on Reddit, and uh, it actually wins the best news of this episode as voted by me in its entirety. Uh, <laughs> that is um, the next instalment of Simpsons Lego. Hooray, hooray. Um, I was thrilled to pick up the Simpsons house uh, as well as the first series of um, uh, blind bag figures. And we now have not only the next in the, um, uh, what do you call it, Uh, you know, the big sets, Constructo Constructo set, and it is the Quickie Mart. And it looks like another epic piece. It's uh, nearly 2,200 pieces. It's obviously Apu and the Quickie Mart. It's actually hinged and and opens up so from... um, from the front, you can have it looking like the quicker mark, and then from the back, you can open it up and play around inside. And there's lots of actual groovy stuff inside. Um, it does come with six minifigures. It comes with um, Homer, Marge, and Bart, um, who look fairly normal. There's a new version of Arpu. Um, there's um, Chief Wiggum, and best of all, you actually get Snake, who's uh, obviously doing something dastardly. It looks like he's running off with some cash or something like that. Um, th- this looks fantastic, and I'll, I mean, I'll. I'll get- I'll do whatever. I mean, just the, the the cool stuff that they can potentially do here. Um, you know, everything from the Krusty Burger to the Androids Dungeon, etc. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can't wait. So, um, the interior looks absolutely amazing. There's lots of really good stuff happening. Um, in addition to <clears throat> all the usual stuff like a magazine stand, um, boxes of power source and things like and other sort of groceries. Um, the slushy machine is there. Um, there's even some um, freezers and it looks like there's a decal. And um, oh, John, what's what's the old guy's name who always gets stuck in the freezer? Jasper. Jasper, yes. Um, there's even little things like that. There's security cameras. Uh, I just, yeah, I just don't think they spare any, any real expense here. It looks sensational. So... Oh, yes, I will be down for that. I still I haven't put together my house yet, but it's it's here. Um, anyway, in the uh, <clears throat> next set of minifigures, it's uh, another 16-figure set. Um, we do get the, the main Simpsons characters again, which is, you know, not such a, uh, a big deal for me. I don't really care because um, these are Sunday best, um, Homer, Lisa... Marge, um, Bart is actually as Bartman, uh, which is really cool. Um, really good stuff here. Patty, Selma, um, Edna Krabappel, Dr. Hibbert, Hans Moleman, a whole bunch of people. Um, I like them all. The only one that has me sort of raising an eyebrow a little bit is Comic Book Guy because he's on one of those standard Lego bucks, I guess we could call it. 
and um, he just looks a bit peculiar because he's the same size as everybody else. Um, well, I, you know, I almost wish if they did because they did Bartman and then they did uh, Fallout Boy from Millhouse, mm. they should have done Radioactive Man too. In this yeah, one. yeah, hmm. it seems a bit weird uh, to do that, the, but yeah, um, there's the, two things I absolutely love though, and that's that Smithers comes with the Malibu Stacy box. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, Edna comes with a Gordie Howe picture. So Yeah. <laughs> There's some very clever um, additions here. And I think one of the fun things is, yeah, look, it's, it's fine that um, Willie comes with a, a plunger and everything, but uh, Maggie and Lisa actually come with um, Santa's little ho- uh, helper and Snowball too. So you get the rest of the Simpsons family just as pack-ins, which I think is pretty fantastic. Um, so, yeah, I just – I'm stoked. Um, did you end up picking up the house, Sean? No, but I did see it when I was in Minneapolis, and that box is huge. It is, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I had it looks fantastic. Pre-order for about three months. So, um, um, the uh, Melbourne Target has had it sitting on the shelf for months and months, and I'm I'm in there every morning, and I check that aisle just to see if it hasn't uh, hit the clearance yet. Well, when um, all, all the shops, I mean, I saw it at Toys R Us, I saw it at Target, and when they have their uh, obligatory, you know, twice yearly 20% off Lego, they all disappeared, and I haven't seen one in my town since. So, yeah, they all, all went. So, anyway, look, I'm really excited about that, and I hope this is something they do on a, an annual basis. So. It's actually a little cheaper, I think, than the house was, isn't it? At one ninety nine US? Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, well, you know, in Australian dollars, that's about 900 yeah. So, <laughs> But it does look like a smaller set than the house. So I can't remember how many pieces there were in the house. Um, Frostilicus, <coughs> that's what his name was when he was in the freezer. Yeah, yeah that's right. Moon pies. All right. My last um, – oh, and that one was um, – oh, no, sorry. My last bit of news, which was submitted by Silbert at Reddit, is um, NECA ploughing on with their video game versions of characters. And this time we get an 8-bit Godzilla video game figure from NECA. And this is based on his 1988 uh, game for the 8-bit Nintendo console. Um, I don't know what games I was playing back then because I don't actually remember this coming out at all, the video game. Um, I don't recall a Godzilla game back then. Anyway, um, what's really cool about this is um, most of the video game characters that we've seen in the past have um, had those sort of really, really heavy highlights to sort of give them that 8-bit feel, whereas um, they haven't quite done that with Godzilla. Instead, they've gone for a more pixelated look, which is actually pretty nifty. So there's these little sort of uh, obscure colours of um, uh, uh, yeah, squares all over him, and that's a pretty nifty figure. And you'd have to be pretty, pretty dedicated though to pick up these. He looks extra kind of figures. Minecrafty. He does. He does. Yeah, thirty points of articulation, including a bendable tail. Um, and I guess one of the best things about these series of figures is those really nifty boxes they come in. So, which are a, a homage to that that sort of original um, uh, Nintendo feel. So you know, it looks like it's it's well worn. So I should take. A- they should take him and one of the apes from Planet of the Apes and um, do Rampage. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> See, that one I remember. <laughs> hey, have you seen there's a new there's a Rampage uh, board game out now? Is <laughs> Yeah, where you actually, uh, you like, you throw down um, things to destroy uh, buildings. Oh, cool. Look it up. That's it looks cool. like fun. Yeah, I'd be into mm. that. All right. So then, I I don't know if you noticed that on Reddit, who was it who submitted this? 
Silbert. Silbert. And then there was a comment. Someone commented and said, I bet Ben must be excited about this. <laughs> so maybe they were wrong. Well, yeah, look, I... Uh, I, I I like to have one really nice rendition of a particular character. Like it's, you know, if you look at my Marvel Legends collection, I'm not one of those people who displays, you know, all 27 Hulks that have been released. Uh, I've got my my um, face-off Hulk in my Avengers display, and that's good enough for me. So, yeah, look, I, you know, I love Godzilla and I love Godzilla figures, but, you know, I've, I've got a few good, really good Godzilla figures, including the um, the Monster Arts ones. So. Well, if you don't remember the game, fair enough. That's right. So that's my news. Fantastic. Well, John, I think we're handing over to you. Yeah, and speaking of uh, number one, you know, uh, versions of characters, this one is a Transformers piece, and it's Masterpiece number 25, Masterpiece Tracks, and I'm going to slaughter this. So Transformers fans, be gentle with me. Um, tracks, you know, I don't know if you are you guys familiar with what the masterpieces really are. They're kind of like um, supposed to be the best versions of both the cartoon and um, the vehicle mode. You know, so the robot and vehicle modes are supposed to be about as close as they can get. And this is is Trax, um, who transforms into a Corvette Stingray. And when I say Stingray, I do mean the 70s Corvette. And that's why this caught my eye, because uh, I'm a big fan of 70s Corvettes. It was one of the first cars that I ever looked at and went, ooh, I really like that. (laughs) Uh, You know, so obviously in robot mode, he looks really good. He looks, you know, like one of the robots from the cartoon. he can be in Corvette mode, which they, the pictures we're seeing are only look like a uh, prototype. Uh, mm. He's not painted in the Corvette mode. But um, the Corvette mode also has a flying mode where, where it looks like, you know, he has little wings popped out and the wheels that, flip up. And That looks excellent. I like that. Yeah. Um, he has a figure stand as well. And I don't know if that's for flying mode or the actual figure. And then um, he comes with a little tiny scale. So it must be, you know, like. HO train scale sized uh, Raul figure, and I'm not familiar enough with Raul to tell you who he is, and then a blaster boombox to go with it in the same scale. So, um, all kinds of really good stuff here. I like it, it, it looks really good. Yep. Raul, so. I believe I could be wrong on this, but uh, the cartoon that um, featured tracks. Um, he had like one cartoon that he majored in, and I think Raul was his human buddy. In that yeah. uh, episode, they were like a street gang racing. Um, Do you know something about Transformers? I may have dabbled in the box oh. from time to time, but I'm not a huge fan. I remember Trax because Trax was the weird choice for an action cartoon robot to give him the voice of Mr. Howe from Gilligan's Island. <laughs> <laughs> oh, lovely. And he's uh, talking during fights, which might be why he didn't feature in too many episodes. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. This, this one looks fantastic, though. So he's on pre-order. I think he's coming. Um, I don't know when he's coming from what I have. Hey, September. Yeah. And he's only 6,000 yen. Yeah, and U.S. about fifty bucks. So, um, be interesting I know, I to think... see what that stand actually does. Um, whether it's it actually hooks in into the uh, crotchal region so that he can <laughs> have action pose as well as not, not just flying stingray mode. Crotchal I, I would region. think. I would think it. You know, is in there somewhere. 
in that mm. region. Um, good now, good thing you haven't uh, forgotten the lingo, Eli. Thank you. That's well, great. you guys have forgotten it, apparently. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love it. Now, I know they've messed around with the scale with these, so um, I, I think they're all in the same scale now, you know, so relative to one another. Uh, so he's probably a smaller one if he's a stingray, I would imagine. You know, he's not going to be as big as Optimus, but I will let the Transformer people tell me they're wrong. Yeah. So moving right along, um, you know, if you ever wanted to be at Hogwarts and you ever wanted to be at Hogwarts and have your face on an action figure, this might be your chance <laughs> because uh, Figures Toy Company is releasing uh, a chance for you to put your face on a figure and uh, – you can have them dressed in any of the four Harry Potter houses that you want. And this is going on, going along with their uh, doing the Harry Potter uh, Scooby gang of, uh, you know, Ron, Hermione and uh, Harry and I think Malfoy as well. Um, so you can also get yourself put on a Harry Potter figure. <laughs> yeah, cool. Well, well, I mean, obviously there is a um, segment of Harry Potter fandom that would be really excited about that, I'm sure. Is there? Yeah. Is there really? Yeah, I, I think well, so. I'm trying to be positive. <laughs> I think so. Um, can you, can you, sorry, is there any property that you can think of that you like that you would want your face on an action figure of? Hmm. Well, you know, they've been doing that at Star Wars Celebration or at Disney World for a couple of years now, right? Because they did the, uh, the Stormtrooper and then they did the Carbonite one. Um, and then I think just recently uh, somebody's been advertising you can get your face on a Ghostbusters figure or statue. There's some Marvel ones too. I think you can get a Modoc uh, Cap uh, Iron Man. And there is a company I'm actually ashamed to admit that will do one six scale and three and three quarter inch ones, as well as bobbleheads, which I found out one year when my father surprised me with uh, my head on a <gasps> bobble head. And it was one of those really like, oh, thank you for the lovely effort going <laughs> to dad while having a creepy goblin face of myself staring back. <laughs> You know, oh my gosh! I've actually, I've actually seen one of those where you can get your face on a bobblehead where it's somebody sitting on a toilet, like reading a newspaper. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> good grief! I have no but, need for a three D representation of me. I'm three D enough. Yes. <laughs> but what house would you get? That would be the question. A uh, Slytherin. Oh. Oh, really? Go. Oh yeah. Oh okay. Every, every one of the uh, scientifically accurate Facebook quizzes I've taken says that I would be a Ravenclaw. And then that means you're smart. That's good. Oh, well, there we go. What are the so other choices? I don't like the sound of either of those. You'd probably be a Hufflepuff, Scott. That's oh, <laughs> <laughs> all, all, all the Potter fans are laughing out there at that oh, one. Oh, thanks. And if they didn't get that joke, something is seriously wrong with them. <laughs> You is have that, seen the films, right, Scott? Only under duress. Not, oh. um, yeah. But, yeah. I'm, I'm not a, I'm way too old for that to be my thing. Says the uh, host of a podcast about toys. No, no, I meant my, it's just vintage wise. Like, I, I, I mean, you know, my, my, uh, eldest is into it now. Um, but I just never really, uh, 
caught the love. I understand, you know, I know the characters and that sort of thing, but I wouldn't know where all the houses are. I'm looking up Hufflepuff now, though, just to work out whether or not I'm going to be offended. <laughs> oh, there you go. I'm sorry. Thank you, guys. Dedication, hard work, fair play, patience, kindness, tolerance, and unafraid of toil. Oh. <laughs> so Eddie does get to come back, maybe. <laughs> well, i got to balance, you know, that he may have insulted me with that he knows something about Transformers, and that's a desirable skill. <laughs> yeah. I'm but curious. Oh. oh. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sorry, we're derailing moving, John's news. Moving on, um, <laughs> we're seeing another. I think I had the last one of these. Um, Dragon Ball Z Figure Art Zero, Son Goku, Kamehameha uh, figure. Nice. God bless you. Yeah. yeah so. Um, yeah, and I, I can't tell you anything about this because I do not watch Dragon Ball. Our chief Dragon Ball correspondent is away this week. so um, Well, he's actually was is was available but has no phone or internet. Um, so felt that that would preclude him from participating. Not trying hard enough. <laughs> no, that's yeah. right. He's obviously no not a Hufflepuff or whatever. That's right. <laughs> I want to know what happens with this guy because – he looks. I don't know, John. Did you, when you uh, had bad Mexican? Did it look anything like that? Yes. <laughs> but, not, but not from there. Yeah, that's what I meant. <laughs> Maybe he had really bad Mexican. If it's coming out of the bottom of your pants, it's it's, it's uh, a bad sign. It's way too late. <laughs> Sorry. We, I mean, this is like the other uh, figure at zero. So you got uh, some clear materials. So you're getting effects, power effects from his hands and from his feet. Uh, he's kind of ripped in this one. So I don't know if this is, you know, Saiyan, Super Saiyan. Uh, Adam can come back and correct us when we're wrong. Or, yeah. uh, no, this is just regular. Oh, this <gasps> is just regular? The blonde Do you know Dragon Ball 2? Um, I'm butt curious and I know my balls. Yeah. Huh. Sorry, that might be an edited one. That might have been just, two. Just kidding. No, of course not. No. That's all good, man. We're not going to, you know, edit out you possibly outing yourself as a but curious, ball knowledgeable person. <laughs> it looks good. But again, since it's a zero, this is, uh, you know, no articulation or anything. Well, they call it a statue, but it's yeah. a four and a quarter inch statue. I guess it's like a staction, isn't it? It's a yeah, yeah. When is it a staction? Is it when it's little, or because consider the detail on this? Well, it's when it's a staction's when it's in scale with a figure. So, like if mm. they did it as part of a line, you know, that it was in scale with a figure. That's what I always consider a staction. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Sure. I mean, uh, you know, statue doesn't really imply a certain scale, but you imagine it being bigger. That's all. Hmm. Anyway, thank oh, you for that. Uh, it- so this is where I get to jump in with my uh, first bit of news, the Absolutely. one that uh, fought over, the Evolve Goliath uh, statue by Triforce. Yeah. Uh, he's a big beast. He kind of looks like the creature that chased Thor at the beginning of the first uh, Thor movie would be the closest I could put him through. Uh, he's 29 inches in height and weighs 35 pounds. What? 
Yeah, so it lives up to the uh, Goliath name, and I can't really see it in any of the pictures, but apparently he's got LED light-up effects uh, throughout him, and uh, they do reference owning this piece of video game history, which uh, came out last week, uh, the video game at least, anyway, I'm pretty sure. So it's apparently managed to become very historic uh, in that time. But Really um, quickly, yeah. Yeah. And, mm. oh, and it's only $750. Sweet. US. That's Hellboys. Yeah. Now, Eddie, did we mention that, like, you know, your first piece of news that you cover in the show, whatever it happens to be, that you need to buy one for each of the the other hosts as, like, a little, you know, celebratory thing? But I'll, I'll, I'm going to be so kind and forgo mine. Yes, yeah. Scott, I didn't quite hear the... Um... <laughs> yeah, you're, you're breaking up, Scott. Yeah. <laughs> Joking, joking. Tell you what, you'd want to. He's very specky. You'd want to keep your bots and balls away from him. He is a is a weird one. He he looks a little like the Cathoga from the Relic. Okay. Okay. Nobody saw that. Keep on. <laughs> <laughs> now the uh, the next bit of news. Um, I actually do know a bit because uh, one of my key focuses is Master of the Universe, and I'm actually one of the few Masters of the Universe fans that uh, got in with uh, the 2000X uh, run. Um, so I'm a bit of a rarity in this field, but uh, Skeletor's uh, Love Child, um, which I believe is the actual um, handle name from the new PR guy there, uh, released uh, this figure, King uh, um who is a Cool Attack Elder, and he's going to be the September figure from the 2000 and X Wave. So, if it happens. Yeah, if it uh, happens, which I'm actually have been bad on and haven't uh, subbed up yet. Um, I might do that tomorrow. I have been planning to. Um, but he's also quite interesting, um, and I haven't seen a lot of places commenting on this, but with his reveal, uh, they've now revealed the entire lineup of this sub, which is something that hasn't happened on Matty Collector um, up until this subline, which is also the first subline to be done after Scott Knightlick. So Ben, would would you think about adding him to your uh, legacy uh, Magic the Gathering figures? Because he looks like one of them, doesn't he? He does. Actually, it's a great looking figure, and you know he's generic enough to to army build, and it's not like I need an excuse to army build. Uh, uh. So you're going to sub uh, up? <laughs> he, he's actually just having a close look at him. He's a brilliant uh, buck reuse of uh, Beast Man, um, some King Dactus. And uh, it looks like King Grayskull's uh, loincloth is being combined in to make it look like he's got more raggedy fur in there on mm-hmm. the end. Um, oh, so he's actually cool. heavy parts reuse, but um, he's one of those ones you wouldn't really notice it at first glance. Huh. I think this is a great looking figure. He'd go good with um, Anjani from the uh, Magic Line, I think, as part of that sort of pack. Yeah, well, a turd could be better than what we got. <laughs> yeah, well, good custom of him anyway. <laughs> Very good. Uh, well, that wraps up Eddie's news. And Eli, we're going to um, hand over to you to finish up. Cool. Um, so first up is uh, Funko has got a new set of mini mysteries um, coming out, new series. 
uh, based around Disney Pixar's um, uh, films. Uh, it's figures, then they're heroes versus villains. So uh, we have stuff like Ariel, the little mermaid, and I don't know the name of her villain. Um, Ursula. Ursula, there you go. We've got um, Anna and the um, the big snowman that uh, Elsa creates in Frozen. Uh, Peter Pan and Captain Hook, um, something from Lilo and Sitch, which is about as good as I get there. Yeah, I don't know. the. That's the only one I don't know is the Stitch villain. Um, we've, is it from Bugs Life? We've got a couple there as well. Yeah, yeah. that's Heimlich and Hopper. And then um, <laughs> it looks like Aladdin and someone. Or Jasmine it's not Aladdin. And, no, it's Jasmine and Jafar. But that's from Aladdin, is that right? From Aladdin, yeah. yeah. Mm. So this is pretty cool. I think um, you drag your little children into the comic shop with you and you'll be walking away with a couple of boxes of um, potential joy. (laughs) (laughs) I love Uh, the um, uh, Peter Pan. Peter Pan's a childhood favourite of mine and I love that Peter Pan and Hook one. Just yeah, wait no. until your kid's just so excited to see these and goes, I want the frozen ones, I want the frozen ones. And because they're blind box, you end up buying like 40 of them just to get the two frozen characters. <laughs> yep, <laughs> indeed. I would, I would bet you that snowman would be easy to figure out, though, if you had just a full team. It's like he's the biggest. Uh, yeah, he's the biggest of all of them. Yeah, probably. Go in with your kitchen scales. <laughs> they're not exactly cheap, though. I mean, what is it? Um, a box. Is what's in a box twelve for, uh, well ninety to, US yeah. bucks before the discount. Yeah, that's a that's pretty steep. Yeah. Um, one thing to note there is that the rarity is one out of twelve. So hold on, six villains. Oh, so they're not in sets it's, of two. They're they're individuals, and it's, and it's equal yeah. equal chance. Yeah. Okay, so that bit's uh, good. Yeah, but if I just want Peter Pan and Hook, that could be a lot of... Oh, well, I could give the rest of my kids. I wouldn't mind the Bugs Life ones, actually. Has there ever been a Kevin Spacey action figure before? He's the voice of the baddie, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Is he? Dennis Leary. Oh, really? Uh, Hold on. Arnold? I'm looking. Arnold's on it. Okay, thank you. (laughs) Oh, maybe it is Kevin Spacey. It Mm. is Kevin Spacey. I didn't realize that. Huh. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Wasn't Dennis Leary in Ants? Ah, <laughs> uh, that could be it. <sighs> there you go. Um, carry on, yeah, carry on. It's good that the uh, the rarity scale is even because that would be torture for parents. Yeah. As if one in 12 is not going to be torture as it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's the golden Peter Pan. They're all still pretty good. Like, I mean, there's no figure in there that you'd be really, really, really disappointed to get. Like, they're all sort of notable characters. And it's good they haven't gone with um, all the all the A um, list movies yet. It's um, it's yeah. pretty nice spread for for first series. So I reckon there'd be at least three series in this. Oh yeah. Um, moving on. Um, so last week, the, you guys reported a bit of a preview for um, Sideshow's classic Catwoman premium format figure. And um, we've seen the full reveal this week. And um, this is a very extremely well executed figure of um, uh, a very busty, uh, 
person wearing a Catwoman outfit. Um, <laughs> um, I'm not really a fan of, of this. I really love the costume, but um, I'm uh, just not a fan of um, how this looks. It just looks a little bit too um, porn star to me. It's um, very close to Jim Ballon's artwork. So if you're a fan of Jim Ballon, you, you couldn't be disappointed. Yeah, I guess if you're a fan of it. But as a person who doesn't have that much attachment, it just looks mm. a little bit sus and it wouldn't be making it into uh, a house of mine. <laughs> well, yeah, the the problem I have with it is the front view um, bikini area, I guess you could yeah, say. Yeah, it's, it's almost look... camel toe, isn't it? yeah. <laughs> It, it's kind of I don't know. It just doesn't look. Oh my! And the way the paint, the way the paint is around it, it it mm. kind of highlights it. They haven't done um, guys who are trying to convince their wives that it's okay to have things like this in their house any favors. <laughs> no, that that doesn't. You'd have to put some black tape across that or something. But this I will say to... it looks stunning yeah. in terms of execution. Yeah, it looks to me to be fully sculpted. No kind of pleather. It's, I actually think this is a, a, just a very subtle touch-up of the existing Catwoman premium point yeah. statue because this is actually sculpted by Mark Newman as well. Hmm. You know, from which the, the, the purple lipstick in the comics? I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It, it's very close to the, the 90s Catwoman. So. I wonder if that means if it is a touch-up that it's going to be um, as wide. I don't think it is. Like, it's... Oh, I'd say that's the same base. Oh, golly gosh. Well, that would be me out because that base is huge. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, I'd say it's a imagining of the existing base. So, okay. Yeah. Look, I think it's nice and everything, but I much prefer the one that I've already got. So, I, as a DC premium format statue collector, I have no interest in this, especially not 400 US dollars. No. Yeah. No. Anyway, if you are keen on that, um, it's up for pre-order, 400 bucks. It's expected to ship somewhere between um, December and whenever next year. These guys usually delayed or usually on time? Uh, well, they haven't had a good run lately um, mm. between uh, production factory problems in um, 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 Taiwan and the port strike. Mm. In California, certainly hasn't helped things. So, look, take it with a grain of salt. Mm. More um, sideshow. So, we've got. Um, I, I think this is the fourth in the series. It looks like um, uh, of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles um, statues by Prime One Studio. This is Michelangelo. Um, and, uh, Correct me if I'm wrong, but this it looks like the three other turtles have already been um, announced or released. Yeah, announced previously. Yeah. Yep. So this is the last one. Um, uh, as I said, based on the um, the turd. movie, the turd movie uh. turd. Um, yeah, this is so not for me. Um, and, it's and these are so expensive. I can't. I really wonder: are there anyone who loves that movie enough to pay seven hundred dollars a pop? for um, statue versions of it. Mm, yeah, I, I, I don't get it. So, again, you know, it's well executed for what it is, uh, but what it is is nothing I want to have anything to do with. <laughs> horrendous amounts of detail. Like, it's it really is very impressive. But the thing that freaks me out about Mikey are those eyes. 
Like mm. he's just boring into your soul and he will follow you around the room. Those eyes just, nah, <laughs> it's just not working for me. Mm. But they, anyway, they, so they are is, a bit dull. Yeah. So this is um, uh, 20 inch, 50 centimetres tall. Um, it's a big thing. Yeah. Wow. Mm. Um, and so that was, um, when's that one available? Um, again, between the end of this year and sometime next year. So the last bit of news I've got is um, Entertainment Earth. I've got an exclusive Batman black and white statue um, and it is designed by Tony Millionaire. And um, I don't, I've heard this guy's name before. Um, Sock yeah. Monkey. Right. Um, and so it's very stylized according to that type of character. Uh, uh, how would we describe it? It's... Um, Weird. Yeah, the style of art is... Um, Weird. God, weird art. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not, very, not very high fidelity art that it's being based on. Um, so I'm glad it's, you know, somebody thinks it's worth making. It's definitely not for me. Yeah, this is one of those things. I mean, Tony Millionaire is an extraordinary artist. Like, he really is a very, very good artist. If you look at any of his Sock Monkey work or anything like that. Um, but he's also very much that, that indie looking artist like Crumb or, or Pete Bag or someone like that. He's got a, a very unique style. Um, and, and he's very good at what he does. However, I think, Scott, you know, you summed this up when you you talked about one of these statues um, several episodes ago when you said that, you know, Tony Millionaire isn't a name that immediately comes to mind when you think Batman. So this this thing that DC Collectibles is doing where they're just approaching artists and saying, hey, can you just draw Batman for us and so we can make it into a statue, um, you know, just so they can so throw something unique and different into the line. But um, he has done Earth, some... Yeah. They called you last week, awesome, the engineer-neared version. Um, he ha- Tony Millionaire has done some sort of Batman uh, work. Like, it's not, not for DC, I don't think, but, um, like, he has some kind of spoofy Batman pages up on the net. Um, so I, yeah, there's obviously some resonance to this. I mean, to me, not having not knowing the reference until I looked at it, to me, like, this looks like, um, Grandpa stole the Batman costume and is sneaking out of the nursing home. Mm. Um, you know, it's just f- freaky. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, so, it's, it's nice and diverse, but not for me. No. Um, so it's uh, coming out in around June this year. Uh, it'll cost the usual price for Batman Black and White from um, Entertainment Earth, about 80 bucks US. Very good. Mm. And that is the news. Thank you very much, everybody. And we'll be right back in a moment with the next installment of everybody's favorite podcast game, Name That. Well, now it's time for everybody's favorite podcast game, Name That. Our good friend John, a.k.a. Engineer Nerd from TVandFilmToys.com, presents us with an action figure sound, and the aim of the game is to guess where it's from. So over to you, John. I don't think anybody's got this this week yet. I was disappointed. What? Even Eddie yeah. 3, 2, 4, 9? 
even Eddie three five nine seven six two. All the Eddies. Yeah. That, that's why I came on the show this week is to try and beat Ease at it with a jump start. Ah. He's taken my crown. That's true, uh, man. I actually expected Ease would have got this one, but we'll, we'll, we'll listen to it right here. Trap. Look behind you. I'm not falling for that. Jump dick. Ha. 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 I've got to fly. How about a whip? A lot of profanity in that commercial. That's I know. I, 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 I can imagine our friend Tom is beside himself with laughter at the moment. D- did you guys uh, pick up on uh, what that was? Yeah. No. Yeah? Yeah, no. Um, that was a Star Years commercial from the mid-80s. That's why I thought Ease would, would maybe pick up on what that one was. Um, I did not collect Star Years, but, uh, you know. Some people did, and I'm sure that the... Got a couple of the comics somewhere. Yeah, I'm sure the Star Years, you know, people will write in hate mail to me. I uh, have no idea uh, what that even is. Well, you know, it's one of those age lines. Okay. That the cool kids collected. Uh Uh-huh. What was the uh, gimmick for I don't remember what the gimmick, if there was even a gimmick for that one. Was there, Ben? What? If it was in the 80s, it had to have a gimmick. I think it was, let's just, you know, take advantage of the, the whole Transformers thing. Yeah, I think it was kind of like that. It was just a Transformers uh, little vehicles and figures. and uh, Yeah, I don't think there was anything major for it. They're from Tomy, so there probably was some kind of wind-up feature knowing them. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> maybe, maybe somebody will have to write in and tell us. So if you're a big Star Wars collector, write in and tell us. <laughs> you can find out how to do that later on in the show. But right now, you know what we're going to do? We're going to play another sound right here. Army ready to attack! Level 2! Computer system is go! Engine room! We have full power! Level 3! Missiles loaded! Let's go! Prisoner secured! And one more time, just for good measure. Army ready to attack! Level 2! Computer system is go! Engine room! We have full power! Level 3! Missiles loaded! Let's go! Prisoner secured! Eddie, if yep. you knew what that sound was, and I, I know you might, wh- wh- where do you go? Uh, you would go to the Action Figure Blue forums at afbforums.com and... That's forum. 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 <laughs> Yeah, uh, I keep going to some car part site every yeah, time. Yeah, that's everyone else. Yeah, so go go bother the car parts people, and once you're done, go to afbforum.com and turn uh, a guest there, and you might get points. No, and if you get enough points, Eli, what what would you get? You would get uh, free donuts at um, I can't remember the name of the place. With, Tim uh, Hortons. Tim Hortons on Tim Hortons. Uh, 6th Street. There you go. <laughs> Is it only the one in 6th Street in New York, or can you uh, get them I, elsewhere? I only had luck on 6th Street, uh, New York, near 36, uh, right next door to the Marriott Hotel. I didn't walk too far for the donuts. So we may hmm. have run out of luck at that one, so try another <laughs> one. <laughs> yeah, they'll have Is a sign up now saying, if anyone says that... They've got free donuts because of points from some toy podcast. Call the police. 
I tried at a uh, Canadian Tim Hortons as well, but they swore at me and called me something called a tidbit, and I ran out of there. No, a Timbit. Timbit. Timbits are awesome. They're like mini donuts. They make little mini jelly ones. They're really good. Yeah, we we call them donut holes here, which is all <laughs> good. Which, as a kid, I literally thought they used to pop the holes out of the donut and put them in packets. But... Hey, are you saying they don't? Oh, my gosh. Sorry, sorry to ruin that festival <sighs> tradition. Well. <sighs> well, anyway, if all of this is just way, way, way too hard for you, Come over to tvandfilmtoys.com on Tuesdays and Thursdays. We play the picture version. You still go to AFB form. You still get points and you still get donuts. Yay. Yay. So, very good. Thank you, John. There you go. Yep. Well, thank you very much for that. And uh, please put your guesses in and try and beat uh, Eddie and Ease. And in the meantime, we're going to take a short break and we will be back with our first Toy of the Week. Voltor, Ripsaw, and Clogger, each sold separately. You're trapped, Ripsaw. Look behind you. I'm not pulling for that, Clogger. Just did, Ripsaw. Come, Voltor. Ah! Ah! I've got to fly. How about a whip, Clogger? Hang, Voltor. Power weapons, Starriers. Starriers, Voltor, Ripsaw, and Clogger, each sold separately. Part of the Starriers collection, new from Tommy. Well, we have three toys of the week in this episode, and Ben has got the first one. So over to you for your amazing review, Ben. Well, thank you, sir. Uh, For those people who have listened to the show for a while, you'll know that I've been collecting the Funko Legacy Game of Thrones six-inch scale action figure line. And I picked up most of Wave 1, and uh, yeah, the quality varied. I held off buying some of the figures when I heard there were some quality issues, uh, and so most of the figures I picked up would have come from a, a later production run, and uh, I didn't have too much trouble. Um, series 2 is now out and about. Series 2 has another six figures, and uh, I've started picking those up. And I thought I would review the first one I picked up from the second series, who just happens to be figure number seven, uh, and that is Jamie Lannister. So a character I wasn't particularly fond of uh, to begin with in the show and and sort of thought was a bit redundant, but um, as uh, he spent time with Brienne, um, I I found myself becoming quite attached to the character. Um, But anyway, uh, Jamie Lannister is here in his uh, 3D glory. This is a figure that came out late in 2014 um, and is even available at places like Barnes & Noble and whatnot. Um, I picked mine up from uh, a local place. Uh, The reason I'm picking up the Funko figures in the flesh, so to speak, is um, because the quality has been a bit iffy Mm. in the past, um, I I practically insist on seeing them first. So I was fortunate to choose between three different figures, uh, and even then this one still has a a couple of little sort of um, glitches with it, but um, I got the best of the bunch. So uh, I only picked this up um, a few weeks ago. Um, He's a six-inch scale action figure. He measures at about six and a quarter inches, which is about 16 centimetres, which, uh, you know, I guess is... um, yeah, a pretty um, pretty good scaling with. Oh, geez, what's his name? The actor Nicholas um, Wes 
Where's Waldo? Yeah, I can't remember. He's got yeah that double-barreled name. Anyway, the dude that the dude that plays him in the TV show. Um, so you'll pick these up for around US twenty dollars, depending on the, on where you go. And um, the the good thing about these, they continue that really nifty um, box packaging. So this is that window box that we've started to see uh, as pretty standard for things like Star Wars Black, uh, as well as obviously these guys, the Magic the Gathering figures from Funko. Um, actually quite a nice box. Uh, I think I said last time that these are fairly well done. They are um, quite a, a clear, nice looking box with the, the text is all very nice. And as I said, this guy was um, the first in series two. So he's got a, a nice big shiny number seven on the box. Um, what I do like about these is when you uh, have a look on the back, it um, not only shows you a good reference photo, a reference photo of the character, but also uh, um, shows the other or lists the other characters that are available. Uh, and that's something that Hasbro don't do with their Star Wars Black Line, which is a bit frustrating. So, um, yeah, look, really, really nice-looking box, really simple and to the point. I quite like them. Um, normally, I, I would say the box is collector-friendly, but Jamie actually has a cloak, or, or what I guess for a superhero it would be a cape hanging off the back, and it's one of those ones that they shove through that really small hole in a plastic tray. So in order to sort of get him out, you really have to either cut the tray or just sort of wrench it out. So I imagine sort of feeding it back through would be a bit of a pain. So, um, yeah, look, I'll say that it's collector-friendly, but you'd have to be pretty dedicated. Um, <clears throat> moving on, in terms of sculpt, um, this figure is stunning, absolutely stunning. Um, one of my big frustrations with Funko is they don't give any credit to the sculptor, something that NECA um, and even McFarlane has been doing for years. Um, these guys give credit to the person who actually sculpted it. Uh, all they do is list that it was um, sculpted by someone, a gentle giant, Whoever that person is, they have done a fantastic job. Um, the level of detail in this figure is astonishing. Um, if you don't follow Game of Thrones, uh, I'll keep it short. Jamie is one of the King's Guard um, by choice, and um, that makes him pretty special. And so he wears some fairly ornate armor. And, um, you know, because he's, he's quite the fancy dude. And that has been sculpted in its entirety. There is um, pretty impressive scroll work on his um, his breastplate. That's all been replicated. The pauldrons or the, um, the bits that cover his shoulders uh, also have scroll work. That's been replicated. I was actually sitting and comparing the scroll work to some reference photos, and it's exact. Like, they haven't cut any corners. They haven't well. moved it. Yeah, they've copied it perfectly. Um, he's also got some sort of scale mail that hangs down <clears throat> um, the sides of his arms and also down under his belt, etc. That's all done absolutely beautifully. The sword is accurate. The, the cloak that hangs behind has got some fantastic drapery. It really looks, um, you know, quite, uh, quite effective. But I think one of the real standouts for this guy is the portrait. Um, some of these characters are very hit and miss, um, even... Daenerys in the latest wave doesn't look anything like Emily. What's her name? But this one really does look like, um, you know, the, the actor. Um, even down to the point where, if you know, if you look at him from the the you know different angles, he's even got a bit of a wry smile on his face, which um, you know is a good nod to the actual character. So um, really well sculpted hair. The face is fantastic. The the sculpt on this figure is just superb. Like it, it is just ten out of ten flawless. Um, they've done a really amazing job. Um, 
moving on from sculpts, uh, which is a real shame because I could continue to talk about the sculpts uh, at length. Um, you know, they've even replicated his sword beautifully. We move on to paint, and paint is where Funko continue to let their products down. Um, you know, I've talked about Ajani from the Magic the Gathering line being atrocious due to the lack of paint apps. They have tried their best with um, with Jamie, uh, and, you know, it, it does feel like they've actually gone to to some length to try and get some detail in there. So, um, you know, his pants and things like that, which would normally be sort of this, you know, off-white colour, have a nice wash over them. Um, the armour actually has a black wash over the gold. Um, and that's all fantastic. They've done a really good job. But where I think, you know, they've missed out is that scroll work I mentioned earlier on, in particular, his breastplate and his pauldrons, um, it does actually have a white highlight on it. And this isn't just something that's like a reflection. If you actually look at reference material, that is actually painted white and all the Kingsguard actually have that sort of white scroll work on the gold armour. What they've done is they've actually omitted that white highlight and so all the scroll work is the exact same colour as the breastplate, like it's just all gold in its entirety. So that's missing and I guess if you're a customiser and you know how to dry brush, you could probably touch that up yourself, though you shouldn't have to. Um, But what you really notice is once again, because they've had to omit, um, you know, the number of paint apps, the things like buckles um, have been missed. So his cloak is um, attached at his shoulders to his breastplate. Um, That's all done in white, whereas if you actually look at some reference photos, you can actually see that's a silver buckle that holds it in place. Things like the studs on his belt, they've actually failed to paint those. So they've done the best they can within a certain price range, but it it shows. The other thing is it's actually, there's a little bit of slop here and there, in particular on um, the pauldrons where the white meets the gold, there's a lot of um, slop. But I think they've kind of gotten away with it. Normally, I'd probably be a, a lot more critical, um, but just the, the level of detail in this figure, they've managed to to hide a lot of it, I guess, because you're just blown away by all the, um, the sculpting of the scale mail and, and things like that. So, um, yeah, um, the other big disappointment with this guy is, once again, they have cast the hands... Um, to to be able to hold a weapon. So they've got that sort of hand um, sort of semi-closed as if they can grip the hilt of a sword, but they've actually um, cast the figures so that the thumb is actually attached to the fingers. So you can't actually open his hand, and so therefore he can't actually hold his sword. Um, I actually had to get a scalpel and and separate the thumb from the rest of the fingers in order to open that, you know, flex open the, the rubbery... Um, fingers to actually get the sword in there, and that's pretty disappointing. That's something that shouldn't um, shouldn't need to happen. Anyway, that's um, I guess that's the paint. Look, um, th- they continue to paint over joints as well, uh, and therefore, when I was moving his elbows and things like that, I was cracking the paint on those. So you know, I won't be moving the joints too much. Um, then again, oh, I'm not someone that goes um, to extensive lengths. To, um, to play with the figures, I sort of get a, a, a nice-looking pose, put them on the shelf, and then I'm, I'm happy to, to keep it that way. Um, in terms of articulation, he's probably just below what you'd probably call the average. So, you know, he has a lot of the usual stuff. He has a pretty good ball-jointed neck, which um, gives him a pretty good range of motion. He can actually look up and look down, um, as well as obviously turning his head left and right. But what you also get is the ability to actually lean his head from um, left to right, as if you're putting his ear down to his shoulder. So um, you get some pretty good... Uh, 
you know, pretty good expressions going there. Um, he has a swivel waist, which um, he's kind of limited a little bit because of the cloak and things like that. So it's a nice touch, but I don't know that it really does much. You get the usual articulation, the, um, the pin and disc sort of shoulders, uh, the wrists, and also in the hips. Um, where I think the figure's let down in the top half is that he doesn't feature double-jointed elbows. So, for example, if you wanted him to hold the sword with two hands, if he's going for the, you know, the great big chop, uh, it'd be really difficult to sort of get his hands, uh, his arms into that position. So the lack of double-jointed elbows is quite obviously is quite obvious there. Um, at first I thought um, that it was a bit lacking in terms of a bicep swivel, but it turns out the swivel is actually in the elbow as well. So you've got a swivel as well as the normal hinge. Um, moving down, yeah, as I said, the regular kind of hips that you'd expect. He's actually got thigh cuts, but they're quite high. They sit really, really high up near the groin, which you know normally expect them to be sort of midway down the thigh. Um, he has double-jointed knees, and I really don't know why. Uh, because of that weird, I don't know what you'd guess, what you call it, that that sort of um, undershirt, doublé, um, tabard type thing that comes out under his scale mail. Uh, even though it's flexible rubber, you basically can't get his legs up past about 45 degrees. So if, um, huh. if you wanted him to do any kind of, you know, uh, martial arts type moves, um, you'd be failing miserably because you just can't get the legs up from under there. So having double jointed knees is, is almost kind of pointless i don't understand why they went for that rather than the elbows um good thing is you're getting ankle rockers so in addition to the usual um uh, left and right up and down you know you've got that ability to move his feet so you can actually get him um, to stand quite flat with both feet however the the cape or the cloak that hangs down the back is actually made of a really really flexible rubber but as it curves at the bottom, you don't quite get enough flex. And so if you try to stand him up with his um, his cloak just hanging at the back, it actually pushes him forward. So therefore, you actually have to pull his cloak away from his body uh, in order to actually get him to stand firmly. So um, you'd certainly have trouble displaying him with another figure standing closely behind him because you need that extra distance to move the cloak back. Um, not a big deal, just makes him a bit unsteady. But once um, you do do that, you can actually use it as a, a, an extra tool to um, get him to stand quite firmly. So he does stand you know, quite well. Um, what else? Uh, accessories, you don't get a lot. Um, he comes with his sword and the scabbard is actually attached to his belt by two little pieces of rubber. I've commented in the past about how that rubber um, from, you know, even minimal uh, playing can actually start to tear. So I'm actually tempted to reinforce mine immediately. Um, the sword is actually very, very nicely done. I don't know how... Uh, Funko have been doing their weapons but you know it's not unusual to get um, swords and things like that with action figures that have really horrible bends in them and you really can't get them to, to look decent but um, Funko seem to have got around that uh, by producing their weapons in some kind of a I don't know a bit of a stiffer plastic so his sword is dead straight uh, from um, from both sort of angles and it's really quite um, well done it looks quite nice and um, it actually fits in the scabbard quite well uh, it slots in quite nicely comes out in fact I bumped him before and his sword actually jumped out of its scabbard so that fits really really nicely so all up, uh, I'm actually really, really impressed with this figure. Even with the lack of paint apps, I think they've done a, a stunning job in, I guess, improving on their Wave 1 figures. I think that portrait is fantastic. You know, that he's got a, um, a very pointed nose, the actor, and they've captured that really, really well. 
So, look, I, I think I might give them a bit of a pass on the paint apps because I think there's just so much detail um, in a sculpt. I am going to take a point off for the hand being moulded shut um, and me having to actually open that up just to get the sword in. So, um, look, if this is the sort of quality they're going to be producing, I, I hope they manage to get a few more waves out and that the rumours I've heard aren't true and that this is the last wave because um, this is really, really good stuff. So I'm giving him 9 out of 10 dollies. Oh, wow. I, I agree. I think the likeness is brilliant. Yeah, they, they've done a really good job. I um. Look, I think it's very mixed in this wave. Um, I've got Brienne um, sitting quite close to me, and I, I think that the actress that portrays Brienne is a, a very unusual looking lady, <coughs> and I don't think they've quite captured her um, as well as they could. Um, but um, I just chose to do this particular figure for this toy of the week, just because of the um, the, the level of detail in that armor. They've just done a, an amazing job. So, well done. Very good. Well, thank you very much for that, Ben. And uh, we'll take a break and we will come right back uh, to talk about the new items that we've added to our collections this week. The key to a new Transformers world is in your hands. Transformers Cybertron. New Cyber Planet keys unlock hidden powers. Optimus Prime launches an attack to battle the evil Megatron, but the giant star screen has its own Cyber Planet key and won't go down without a fight. Power Transformers Cybertron. Sold separately, batteries not included. You can go to Transformers.com, ask a parent first. Well, this whole thing exists because we collect, and this is where we tell each other what we have recently collected or pre-ordered or returned or asked for exchange on. Um, and uh, Ben... What have you done in that department this week? I have been keeping an eye on the Four Horsemen Mythic Legions Kickstarter. And uh, I was very disappointed that I missed out on their little birdie line (laughs) that they did. And I was also more disappointed of the fact that they're so hard to find in the aftermarket. And so... um, I've been watching the Mythic Legions and, you know, as they get to each new sort of pledge level or whatever they call it and reveal something new, I was getting more and more interested. A little bit disappointed between the international postage and the exchange exchange rate that they were quite pricey. Um, But then they announced their Barbarian set, which was the, um, the sort of deluxe figure that features multiple swap-out bits, and that pretty much pushed me over the line. Uh, and then I had a bit of luck selling a few statues during the week and um, made a, a few bucks off that, and so I decided to take the plunge and got a whole bunch of them. So, nice. I, well, um, I did as well, but I saw what you ordered, and you ordered a lot more than I did. <laughs> I think I got about eight figures and oh, gosh. two of the wow. weapons packs. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, look, I, I actually thought that was really good because given the army builder capacity for this series, um, it went against everything I hold dear to not army build skeletons and orcs and all that sort of stuff, and I actually just went for characters. Yeah, fair enough. Eli, did you get a, a Gothotropolis Raven or some? You've had something from them, haven't you? Uh, yeah, but I didn't get anything from the birdie line either. I um. <laughs> Yeah, I haven't I haven't got anything since the um, Scarabus. Oh, that's it, Scarabus. Yeah, yeah. It's cool. just too expensive. Yeah. yeah. 
they're beautiful, but like it's just it's it's not that they're too expensive. It's what we pay compared to somebody in the states is yep. the difference is too much. Yeah, it is. If I hadn't have made some loot during the week, I wouldn't have picked up as many as I did. So. Yeah. For me, like, I was not in until the uh, stretch rewards started showing up and the difference in international shipping for a single figure is a lot, but then the stretch reward differences were only like, were only like $5. And so they kind of go, right, well, if I get that, that, and that, then it kind of all balances out. So, um, but for me, the thing that tipped me over the edge was the bar- barbarian builder set um that just looked ridiculous so but i didn't get as much as ben (laughs) um before i launch into mine anything to report on the uh sideshow quality control uh uh, returns in drama department oh the hilarity ensues Uh, (laughs) it's it's been a um, storm of emails going backwards and forwards um i think at my last report i was um waiting on a replacement base for sinestro because my sinestro base was broken um sideshow got back to me and said that they had no replacement bases um and that i could either glue it myself and they'd give me a few dollars in return um or i could return the entire thing for a refund and um given that the Sinestro statue is still for sale on their website. I was um, very annoyed um, with that decision, so um, I sent them an email back and said, you know, pretty much exactly that. Mm. A few more choice words and said, you mm. can have a, um, a full, I'll take a full refund, thank you. So I am picking one up uh, locally. But then my Wonder Woman base, uh, people will remember that I mentioned that my Wonder Woman base had some cracked paint on it and um, I got my new Wonder Woman base arrived by FedEx and the base is absolutely flawless. I I checked it over with a fine tooth comb, Um, paint is perfect, Um, but she doesn't fit in the base. So um, if you've seen the Wonder Woman premium format statue, she she has her right leg is straight and her left leg is sort of raised up and she's got her foot on some rubble. Um, The right leg is actually the supporting leg, it has the metal pin sticking out the bottom of it and that's what actually goes into the base and then her left foot just sort of sits freely on some rubble problem is when i try to put her right foot into the base um the metal pin only goes down about two millimeters before the left foot hits the um the base and stops it from going any further and so she actually won't stand even remotely stable so i contacted um sideshow and uh, i said she doesn't fit into the new base so i don't know whether it's the base or whether it's the actual body and they responded and said well you know that base passes all of our quality checks we don't have any more replacement bases so (sighs) now it's up to you so they said that i can have um 40 us in credit uh, or i can send the whole thing back for a, a refund so um, they've already credited me $65 for the mark on the back of her boot. So I think I'm probably going to take the credit and keep yeah. my one woman as is. Um, uh, she's not exactly a limited edition, you know, with something like 7,000 out there in total. Um, so I think I'll just keep my existing Wonder Woman, take my $105 credit and uh, apply it to something else. So you have to put her back on the other base. So I'll put it back on the original base, yeah, which I'll probably try and just touch up myself. Good grief. In, in good time. So yeah. I'm not sure what I do with the second base, whether I'm supposed to send it back or – that'll be the third update. <laughs> <laughs> look, 
it's incredibly disappointing because I've had a really good run with Sideshow and all their statues and now I've had three consecutive statues with problems. So. Mm-hmm. Very, very disappointing. Um, I did do some Mythic Legion stuff as well, um, but I also have a Sideshow Quality Control update. I reviewed the 1-6 scale R2-D2 a couple weeks ago and then afterwards realized that um, one a, a very small panel on the top of his head was actually cracked. And when I tried to, uh, like, when I just noticed it and pressed it, then it just crumbled into two pieces and fell out. (laughs) Disappointing. And so I, I've never filled out a replacement part thing before, but I uh, filled out one and sent photos and et cetera, and got a reply back pretty much straight away um, saying, thank you for the photos. We've ordered a, uh, replacement R2-D2 dome for you, mm. and but we are currently out of it and we're expecting more in four to seven weeks and we will send it then. So you'll have future updates. I know. So, like, wow. Crazy town. Mm, I think yeah. someone has to do something. Yes. So, there you go. It's, but I mean, that's that's life. At least they can replace it, etc. I was going to be really bummed otherwise, just because it's right on the front of his little dome and like extremely noticeable. So, there you go. But that's that's it for me. Um, I did get noticed actually that my Mezco um, one twelve scale articulated and clothed Batman is in Big Bad. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. So I'm excited about that. But that's all. Now, Eli, this could go forever because we haven't talked to you forever. Um, but uh, your acquisitions recent? Yeah, it's been a, it's been a while, but um, there's been some notable things in there. So um, the thing I'm going to talk about for Toy of the Week, the 3A Stealth Iron Man um, mm-hmm. figure, um, the Capullo uh, Catwoman figure, um, haven't opened it, still in a box. Batman animated figure, still in a box, haven't opened it. Um, the Batman little Gotham figures, got those, They're pretty nice. Um, the Cliff Chang Wonder Woman Art of War statue, I'm very happy with that one. Love it. Uh, that another time. Did yeah. you end up picking up that one, Scott? Mine's still on pre-order at Big Bad. Huh. I, I don't know what the deal is. I just looked the other day through my pre-orders and I was like, oh, I haven't got that. Some, of, I don't know what the deal is, but not yet. But I definitely want it. It looks absolutely beautiful. Yeah, it's really nice. Yep. Um, I picked up my first Gundam um, kit figure thing. Excuse me, we don't use that kind of language on this show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Gundam. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. Which... Um now, you, this says it's an RX-78-02. What made you pick this one? Uh, the scale. So I wanted um, the 1 to 100 scale because that fits better in scale with figures and, and statues and the like that I've got in mm. my collection. And um, there was options for decals that you could use um, for it. And it was the closest... Um, it's actually a, it's a new version, this one. Um, I don't know. They call them revisions. No, not revisions. Um, custom something. Anyway, I don't know. But it's the closest to um, what I'd been reading in the um, Gundam Origins series. It, it was the closest likeness. I wanted hmm. a pretty, pretty original rather than any of the 70 million different um, 
different mobile suits that you can get in the series. My son's um, gotten into it and he's got quite a few Gundam kits now, um, but mm, they're all in the 144 scale. So when you say kit, do these snap together, glue together? What, what makes them a kit versus an action yeah. figure? So they're all they're snap together kits. Okay. So there's no no glue, uh, and there's no paint. Um, but uh, you can get a, a gun down marker to um, uh, give it a bit of weathering and line um, between the grooves and stuff. It's really interesting to get to to actually um, build one of these and use the the markers to do the weathering and stuff. You know, with all the effort that we go to when we customize action figures. Mm. where I can build this thing according to, you know, instructions and then I can do the weathering myself and apply the 75,000 stickers as well. <laughs> and it just looks awesome. Um, I'll have to get a picture up, but excuse me, I'm really happy with it. It took a bit of time. I was quite busy at the time um, doing some studies, so it was one of those things like, oh, I wish I could finish building it, wish I could finish building it. So uh, it's just a little mm-hmm. bit at a time. Yeah, um, I've, I've watched people, you know, post progressive pictures as they've been building those, and it, it's a slow process normally. Oh, there's just so much detail in in the, the like the things that they do with these kits are amazing, and then they're they're no glue and no paint, and they just come together as long as you don't break anything. They they look great, and they're so articulated, like they're they're more articulated than uh, any other action figure I've got bar, say, a Revoltec figure or something like that, or figure arts. Yeah, cool. Um, so, yeah, really happy with that. Very cool. And speaking of Revoltec, I picked up a thing called a Yamaguchi Tachikoma um, figure, which is like this little robot type of character similar to... Um, uh, what you would have seen in Ghost in the Shell, if anybody's seen that. Um, it was on sale at Hobby Link Japan, and I had stuff in my private warehouse that they were going to ship to me in a couple of days. And I thought, oh, I better see if there's something else I want to want to go in that box to make oh, it very good. Worthy. Yeah, so mm. it was cheap, and it looks fun. It's yeah, it motorized. Fun. It's got wheels, and it's got a magnet, and you can stick it mm. upside down and stuff. What's it like dealing with uh, Hobby Link Japan uh, with the Aussie dollar at the moment? Has it been? No issue, really, because you're um, converting against the yen rather than the US dollar. Mm. So it's um, relatively stable. I mean, it has changed a little bit, but it's pretty much like, is it 100 yen to a dollar or something like that? Yeah, About that. About that yeah. yeah, so it's 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 actually pretty stable compared to ordering from the states or somewhere. So by pri- private warehouse, is that like their pile of loot version? Or, yeah, or, that's right. Oh, I didn't know that they did that. That's good. That, yeah, that makes such a difference for when, particularly when you think about international shim- shipping, that's why Big Bad works for me because, you know, I'm prepared to be a bit patient sometimes just to save on shipping. And they'll hold stuff for 60 days, um, which is generous, I guess. Mm. It's not like Sideshow where, they, you know, the things are worth, you know, 200 to $700. You know, you're talking about things you can be picking up for 15 to $100. Um, yeah. Stuff a lot more expensive. But if you just got something, you know, that's 15 or $30 sitting in private warehouse, it's like, dude, this is, we've got to get this out of our warehouse. <laughs> <laughs> this tiny little thing. <laughs> cool. Um, Eddie. What about you? Have you had any recent acquisitions? 
Yeah, my um, FPOS card got a bit of a workout unintentionally uh, this week. I've had a few early starts and a couple of other things going on um, and usually what I like to do is go for a bit of a walk around the city to either unwind and that and that's when you accidentally stumble on stuff that you don't generally need. Um, <laughs> I picked up, I found uh, the new Nick Turtles tunes, Bebop and Rocksteady. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah the local supermarket and uh the next day i found one of the mikey turtle flies uh so i'm slowly catching up on that line i think it's only uh karai and i think there's one oh, baxter stockman as a fly the only two have you seen tiger claw in the the non um you know swap out parts version yeah, I actually found him a while back with the uh, ID, uh, the um, Mirage style ones. Um, uh, okay, months back uh, hmm. itself, but um, I think there was one or two in my. Are you looking for him? Um, yeah, so in in the actual Playmates um, ones, the the four inch line. Um, yeah, I think I still haven't seen Bebop and Rocksteady either. So. Uh, I um I'll keep an eye because I think I have seen the regular one because yeah the mutations ones around a fair bit now but yeah I, yeah it was still um I think my local supermarket still had a bit of that wave <laughs> my local so. supermarket I love it <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> as opposed to the the giant toy retailers that you know rule the world it's like my local supermarket. Yeah, I, I've got a feeling it might just be me. They might get one KC and I buy them all and then they're like, we're out or order the next wave in and I'm almost doing a, um order run through them and beating the six-year-olds to it. Excellent. Um, I also got to finish off the All-Father Marvel Legends wave. I got the last uh, Thor, uh, Captain Marvel and Scarlet Witch to finish that off and build my Odin slash uh, King Thor. Um, and I really dug the uh, Thor from that wave so much so it's got me. I don't know if you guys do this, but sometimes I get a comic figure that really grabs me and it sends me back to reading the comics. Um, uh-huh. So I'm rereading Jason Aaron's Thor. Uh, it's a phenomenal run for anyone that hasn't read it. Oh, yeah, brilliant. Yeah, And the, the new Lady Thor arc is um, just as good. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm surprised how good it is. Yeah, I was a bit wary going in, but it's uh, it, it has uh, sucked me in at the moment. Mm. Um, and I also uh, ended up picking up on a bit of a Avengers high whim after the new trailer came out. The new the they did it for Guardians of the Galaxy as well, which I also brought was the two inch figures uh, that they've been doing um, to try and fit them in with uh, vehicles and play sets. And the new Avengers one, uh, for the most part have been really good and fantastic. But uh, there was one that I'll talk about a little bit later uh, in another section. But I'm actually quite amazed at some of the sculpting, particularly on the Hawkeye. They really managed to capture Jeremy Renner in such a very minute scale. Yeah, cool. Huh, very good. And last but certainly not least, John. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, no, no, nothing. I, I thought you were saying I wasn't least because I'm large <laughs> oh good grave anyway what did uh, you get john <laughs> the show uh rock mastrangelo uh, tweeted at me this week and he tweeted a picture of a lego set and he said this figure looks like engineer nerd and it was a little blind bag set you know how they had easter they'll have those out in the easter aisle and it's a little guy and he has uh 
like a little garden truck with, you know, he's like picking up trash and trash cans and stuff. Um, and it does. It's a little Lego guy with a uh, goatee, and I managed to find one last night. So I'm really huh. happy. So thank you, Rock. Very good. Thank you, Rock. And thank you, everyone. Uh, unless anyone has anything else to report, that wraps up uh, Feeding the Addiction. And uh, we'll be right back after the break with our next Toy of the Week. You can make them fly or jump or crash or walk. Superhero action figures over seven inches tall. Each sold separately. Superman, Batman, Incredible Hulk. You can make them do their thing. Even make Spider-Man slide down a string. Lots of action for one and all. Action figures over seven inches tall. These superhero action figures each sold separately. Batman, Superman, Incredible Hulk, and Spider-Man each sold separately by Mego. Well, now it's time for the second of this week's Toys of the Week. And this time, it's Scott. Over to you, Scott. Thank you very much. I am reviewing the Aquaman Icon statue from DC Collectibles. Um, the Icons statue series is uh, one that came around when DC Collectibles first launched, rebranded from DC Direct. It is uh, produced by Gentle Giant Studios, who are doing a few pieces for DC Collectibles. It is uh, focused on the male characters as opposed to cover girls on the female characters. And it's one that... Um, overall has not floated my boat whatsoever um, for kind of bland poses and some odd uh, choices in terms of fabric capes on statues, etc. So um, not something that I am collecting, but it's Aquaman. And uh, even then I had to really think about whether I wanted this or not, just because I'm not really a fan of the line. Uh, but in the end, the Aquaman love won out and so here he is. So this is a 2015 release. Uh, this is going to run you around $100 US um, and up. Of course, if you're in Australia, I've seen these icon statues for you're anywhere from kind of 120 to 180 Australian around the traps. And depending um, on what the uh, dollar's doing at the moment. Correct, yes. And then also uh, one of the things that I've – you've been doing some work travel as well, haven't you, Eli? Uh, I've noticed – you know, too, that um, very different prices in different cities and even shops in the same city can go kind of $50, $60 different on these things. It's kind of, I mean, statue stuff in general. Um, so as I said, this says uh, sculpted by Gentle Giant Studios, so there's no specific credit um, given there. Um, these are all so far have been done on a standard base that kind of looks like a transformer. I have no idea what um, what it's meant to be or an icon, I guess. I don't know. Um, they are numbered, and mine is 1,035 of 5,200. Um, all the numbered releases seem to be 5,200 since... Um, I wonder if that'll change now that it's not the new 52 anymore. Who knows? So Aquaman is uh, kind of probably one of the best of the bland poses of these so far, thanks to the good old handy Trident, although there are issues. Um, uh, I'll just talk about putting this guy together uh, first because that's where this all nearly ended. Um, he has got pegs on both feet, and first of all – no photos of the entire statue 
on the box, um, which is the standard uh, DC collectibles, you know, photo, etc. And so I had to do a Google image search to work out which way he was meant to go on the base because it could have gone either way. And uh, right away, I feel that that's a fail. Like, you know, I shouldn't have to refer to the internet to work out how to put my statue together. Come on, people. Um, But then it's quite strange because he, one of the pegs is quite long, one is quite short, and I've got him in the right way, but he is, and he's definitely stable, but it's not, they're not in all the way. He is actually quite wobbly on the base. He's not going to tip over, but it's not snug. And that is just irritating. Um, Secondly, then, his trident um, comes in two pieces. Uh, He has a deliberately um, molded hand that doesn't open, um, but with with the hole in the middle. Um, And the trident's actually quite nicely put together. Uh, It has a little end on it, so you slide the trident through and then put the end on it. But... It's quite strange when you look at the odd, uh, oddly shaped base. The base, the trident does not sit um, snugly in his hand. If you lift it up, then it will just you know fall down. And where the trident rests is just off the edge of the base. So it doesn't, it won't sit on the base without doing some weird bending. Um, so then it sits kind of off the base, which means you don't really see the end of it and it looks bizarre. And I don't know whether that's actually meant to, that was deliberate, in which case I just don't like the design choice or if it's just kind of poorly constructed. But to me, it looks really strange not sitting on the base. So that's my kind of comment on the, on the concept. Um, design wise, uh, sculpt wise, uh, the sculpt is really nice. Um, all of the scales on his outfit are sculpted. Um, he's got some you know, nice little detail on his belt and uh, the fins and his gloves are really nicely sculpted as well. And you can see, if you look at photos from the back, um, they've got quite pronounced little uh, flaps with the, I don't know what you call it. Um, it's not an indentation. It's just uh Glove flaps, that'll be the technical term for that. Um, you know, uh, the, the head is actually nicely sculpted as well, but this is where my main dislike with the icon statues comes in. And that is that a lot of what gen, a lot of what General Giant seems to be doing is, uh, casting these heads in some sort of flesh, uh, tone substance and not painting the flesh tone. And to me, I really don't like that look. Um, having said that, my Aquaman that I've got actually does not look too bad. It really, you know, you have to kind of look at it and see, oh, is that painted? I don't think it is. I think it is actually cast in that tone. Um, but it, it looks much better than photos um, that I've seen. Um, but I have noticed that in some of the other ones that I've seen out in the wild, and I'm just not a fan. I think when you're paying that much, um, even General Giant also did the Catwoman uh, garage, you know, Gotham garage statue with Catwoman on the motorbike. 
um, which is a very expensive piece, and it's got more exposed flesh than just the head. And that is very clear. I've seen that in person. It's very clearly, you know, cast in some sort of flesh tone. And to me, it just looks cheap. I don't know. I don't like it. Um, the other thing here that is a bit odd is that uh, the green on his gloves is kind of the green that I would expect. This is a very metallic uh, finish, um, which suits the uh, orange scales really well. They look great. The gloves are kind of a green that I would expect for a metallic finish, but then his uh, pants and uh, boots, etc., are almost are so dark green that they're almost black. And I really don't know what that is about, but it's very noticeable, um, very noticeably a different color from the gloves, which doesn't kind of make sense to me at all. Um, so look, this is obviously not something that I would have bought if it wasn't Aquaman. Um, I'm, I'm happy to stick this on the Aquaman shelf. You know, I think it is actually a nice looking piece. Um, I think this is probably, you know, one of the, like I said, one of the better posed of these statues. Um, but it, for me, there's a, there's an issue just in the, construction of this uh, because I don't know whether it's that one of the pegs is too long or what but he just does not sit nicely stand nicely on the base in the way that I would like um, I think the trident thing is strange as well um, and I'm the, the pants is paint to me is a fail it's way too dark to be uh, you know to be Aquaman and doesn't match the gloves which is odd um, so I'm going to give this guy a six and a half. Um, uh, I, you know, I think in terms of what I would like, uh, to see collectibles to be doing, you've got the cover goals, which are great. Um, and these are just really uninspired. Um, so I've got to, got, it's got to lose some points for lack of imagination and uh, construction, and then the paint thing is a bit of a fail. So happy to have it because it's Aquaman, sits nicely on the Aquaman shelf, but would I uh, give it to someone as a present and if I wanted to give them something really nice? No. No, that's pretty harsh. <clears throat> I know, for me, for Aquaman. Because I think that's – you're right. It is really the one of the nicer-looking ones of the series. And it is. We haven't, we haven't actually had a conversation about what I think of the, the Firestorm. Oh, <laughs> what, do you th- what do you think of that? I just can't like it. I know. I mean, and I just like- can't like it. I mean, I look at it and think maybe I could customise it. And it's like, do I want to spend 150 bucks for something that I'm going to have to customise? No. Yeah. No. Look, I, so, I, I have a quick question. Go. In the New 52, are his gloves and pants the same colour? Um, I don't know, but I, I don't think this is particularly New 52. Mm. Like, you know, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I could be wrong. Yeah. but and, and who knows what that mean, means now anyway. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I'm not sure. Mm. I'm ju- I'm doing a quick uh, Google image search, and I would say yes. From the things that I'm seeing, yep, they're the same color. They're much, yeah, they are the same color. So yes. <laughs> Where do you stand on the collar? The I don't mind the collar on Aquaman, or yeah, I don't mind it actually. Like I, I, I'm cool. Either way, I don't mind the collar. Um, you know, I'm not fussy. 
I've been trying to work out that second picture in the tab. He kind of looks like someone. I can't quite. It's like uh, Bernadette Cumberbatch in that Julian Assange movie or something. <laughs> I Well, I actually caught a, almost a Ryan Reynolds glimpse at one angle. That's mm, yeah, that's. Yeah. Yeah. But it is interesting. If you look at my photos, the photo, the photo of the statue on the box, the uh, it really looks like head sculpt cast in flesh tone, flesh tone stuff. Um, whereas actually the in prison one looks a bit more painted. So I don't know. Um, you know, I don't know. I don't mind it at all. Um, that. But yeah, look, I'm happy with it. I'm just kind of you know critiquing it from what I would like it to be. You know, you put it next to the that brilliant um, Tim Bruckner DC Direct Aquaman statue, and it's you know rubbish. So there you go. So so what do you reckon about the Firestorm one, Eli? Do you think you might just have to buy it anyway, just because it's Firestorm? I'm I'm going to have to wait to see what it actually looks like. But being as how they don't look too far in person from the solicitors. I'm not holding out much hope, but um, it's partly the um, the face, the actual portrait. Yes, freaks me out a bit. I think that's <laughs> yeah. I, to me, I feel like his head's too thin or something. Yeah, it's well. So the the flames on his head compared to the flames in his hand, they don't look like they're the same uh, flame. So you've got this really tight, compact flame on his head that's kind of distorting the size compared to maybe the flame in his hands. That's what I'm seeing from yeah. you know, the one picture we've seen. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I probably am going to end up with this just because it's the first Firestorm statue, etc. So, and and then then my icons Aquaman can have a friend, you know, like so. That that's that's not bad but that uh gentlemen and gentlemen's and gentlemen's is my review nice and we are going to come right back uh with a red card for something or someone in the toy universe what is this bizarro world Well, Red Carded is our chance to complain, whine, bemoan, uh, cry perhaps about things uh, that uh, happen in our hobby that just aren't right. And um, Eddie, you are going to do our Red Card. So over to you. Yeah, I've got uh, the first world problem of the week. Um, I picked up, as I mentioned earlier, the two-inch Age of Ultron Avengers line and the figure I was most looking forward to uh, picking up, and I grabbed him first, was the Hulk Buster Iron Man, which uh, the sculpting on it is quite nice. Um, but I didn't realize till I got him out of the packet, he's actually uh, in a way a vehicle. You can open up the capsule part of him, and he's got room inside, leg holes down his leg to insert a figure in, and it's got uh, written on the instructions of the packet. Um, that you can uh, grab the Iron Man and insert him in so he can drive the Hulkbuster armour. So then later on in the week when I was back at Kmart, I picked up the Iron Man figure and to my surprise, he doesn't actually fit into (laughs) the armour. I've tried in every possible way, ins and outs, and there is no way to 
put the Iron Man figure that's recommended on the back of the packet that goes with this one uh, that I went out and brought specifically to insert in there. Have, uh, you, tried, have you tried melting him into it? <laughs> that one I haven't tried yet. There's going to be the boil and pop. I actually uh, <laughs> thought maybe this is a different one because the Iron Man's got wider legs than most, so it seems he can uh, start to fit into the suit. And so I grabbed some of the other ones and they've all actually got narrow legs, so even other figures have no chance of uh, fitting into this one. So um, ignore any instructions on these things because they don't seem to go together. (laughs) Maybe you have to, like, pull the legs off and put, like, you know, no legs Iron Man in. I, I can tell you that's not going to fit because it's uh, part of his arms as well that are causing the issue. Oh, yeah, they've got to go too. Yeah, so pretty much if you remove the legs, the arms, uh, maybe the head as well uh, and just stick the torso inside, uh, you might might be all right. Wow. Just rip a leg off and jam it down there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's um, silly. It's a very weird uh, choice in design. Uh, so it actually says on the packaging that that figure fits inside it. It does. It says on the um, Hulkbuster one um, to grab the Iron Man figure and it uh, goes inside the Hulkbuster so it can drive around as you see in the trailers and things like that. Uh, but, yeah, the way that the Iron Man figure is sculpted, there's no way to uh, put him in and close up the suit. <sighs> Nice. Nice. Are you sure that Sideshow didn't make this? (laughs) I I did uh, contact them. They offered me $60 uh, (laughs) um, for a full reaper. You should try that, actually. Like, generally, you know, they've got a forum. Oh, I think you have to have an order number. Make one up. They responded really quickly to mine. I'll I'll see if I can get some donuts off them. Yeah, that would be awesome. Yeah. that works let me know yeah well i think that's extremely red card worthy um disappointing but but notable and buyer beware (laughs) i think i'm the only person grabbing these two inch ones (laughs) so i think most people are safe (laughs) well i was actually i noticed that you posted on instagram recently that you were a fan and i thought well that's good it's good that you know people um, some people are into these, so maybe it's just you. We'll see. Uh, there you go. Thanks very much for that, Eddie. Uh, that wraps up Red Card, and we'll be back in a moment with our final Toy of the Week for this episode. Hey, kids, I'm here to tell you about two extremely famous corners, Mario Mario and Luigi Mario, from the Super Mario Bros. movie. You want to know what makes them super? Because they triumph over the evil Koopa and his brain psychics, Iggy and Spike. Using only their plumbing tools, and they battle the Goombas. Koopa's hideous dino human army. Those Goombas are scary. The Super Mario Bros. action figures from Earl. But don't worry, they're not real. It's time now for our final Toy of the Week for this episode. And Eli, we are really pleased to have you reviewing something on the show again. So over to you. Oh, thanks, Scott. You've been missing me. Yeah, stacks. Haven't you listened? We've been crying, mostly. Episode uh, 153 was mostly just us crying because you were here. Uh, yeah, yeah. Sponsored by Kleenex. Yeah. <laughs> Scott's been really angry lately, so we need somebody to calm him down. <laughs> yep. Yeah, and I'm the man for that. Yeah, and and offending people. Um, that I yeah. There you go. 
Echo. Okay. Yes. Right. So this um, toy of the week that I am doing, that's what we're here for. Uh, <laughs> yes, please. So uh, this is actually something I picked up soon after the last time I was actually on the show last. Oh, aside my from, uh, <laughs> is it in black and white? <laughs> sort of. Yeah. <laughs> um, this is the Invincible Iron Man from um, 3A, so Ashley Woods Company. Um, it's a one-sixth scale um, figure. It is the Stealth Edition version. There was four versions, maybe a fifth version that I haven't actually seen pictures of that was an exclusive for somebody. Um, but there was a regular red and yellow. There was a red and white version. What do we call that? The Centurion version mm-hmm. of Iron Man or something? Yeah, that's correct. Uh, and there was a prototype one and which was more sort of a whitey um, light blue thing and my version, the Stealth Edition, which you can imagine is dark. Uh, so this was released um, towards the end of last year and picked it up. Um, I pre-ordered it, so that arrived around that same time that it was released. I mentioned it's a one-six scale action figure, so it stands about 14 inches or 35 centimetres. Being Iron Man, it's a little bit taller than um, a standard 12-inch. I paid about 200 US. Um, I think that's what I paid at the time. It might have been 220. Um, the exchange rate was... Um, a lot better at the Much time. Much more favourable. So, yeah. yeah, so what I paid for it was pretty accurate. And nicely, um, the postage was included in that cost, which mm. was quite novel. Um, I figure must have been because it was coming from Hong Kong either way you looked at it, so they didn't um, uh, bias the postage against um, other countries, which was nice for us down here. Yes. Well, so the packaging first. Um, it's quite nice packaging. It is a box with printed artwork on it. Um, so it's like a monochrome sort of um, style where there is some of Ashley Wood's art on the box. Um, it's got one of those wraparound um, fronts and... Um, it's quite sturdy and um, inside it has a foam insert. Um, it's not exactly strictly sculpted to the figure inside, but it's sort of cut away with some a little, little bits of fillers to keep the um, figure um, sturdy in transit. Um, so it's... Um, this is my first sort of premium format figure, so not premium format, but premium high-end type of figure. Expensive. Um, expensive. That's <laughs> um, so I'm not sure how this stacks against other figures of mm. this size. I have seen Hot Toys packaging before, and that's a lot more fit for purpose, I would think, than this um, mm. foam insert. Mm. Um and um, it, it probably affected some of the QC issues, which I'll talk um, a little bit uh, later on. Uh, um, it's not I was going to say, sorry, I was going to say I don't mind it until you said that. Um, yeah. But I guess we'll we'll see because the well, flip side well, of the I hot. I don't know if it's because I don't know if it's because of the packaging that there was QC issues or it was some other reason. But yeah, uh, it was yeah. yeah. Because the flip side of the Hot Toys thing is that it's a real pain in the ass to put pet together. Mm, yeah, this is not. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, so, yeah, very collector-friendly. Um, I can put it all back in, so that's all great. Um, now, the, the sculpting of this figure, so it's a, it's a very stylized um, version of, of Iron Man. Um, so there's been Iron Man. There's also Doctor Doom that's uh, available now, I believe. I'm not sure they've solicited anything else um, from the Marvel series, mm, uh, no. not really been paying any attention. Um, I have seen a picture of the uh, uh, Doctor Doom, and um, it actually looks uh, looks all right. I guess it's stylized. Um, so some of the critics of this um, style of um, stylistic approach is that it's you know it's got duck feet. Um, <laughs> I don't I don't mind it. Um, I'm, I'm I'm quite taken by it. And when I first saw the solicits for it, it reminded me very much of a kind of an Iron Giant type of feel. So um, mm-hmm. I think it's okay. Um, quite cartoony, um, sort of, um, you know, with long, um, exaggerated limbs, um, skinny sort of um, style and um, short neck type of thing, broad shoulders. Um, the, the, so the sculpt is is really good. Um, it's either your thing or it's not, uh, but yeah. I think it's, you know, it's based on Ashley Wood's art. So if you're familiar with his art and all the stuff he's done from um, PopBot through to every other license and original creation that he's touched along along the years, you'd, you'd know it's pretty what he what his stuff pretty much looks like. Um, it. Um, so it's got a lot of, uh, I guess the figure, it's it's a figure and so it's got some hard plastic um, pieces, so the armour around the chest and the, the shoulders and the, the jet um, sort of uh, funnels on his back and the hands, they're all sort of hard plastic but and the feet, of course. But the rest of it, even the cuffs to the gloves and the um, boots, is actually a, a rubber rubberized um, exoskeleton over some sort of under underneath um, structure. Hmm. So it looks quite metallic, and it's really deceptive um, how metallic it looks when you actually feel it and go, "Oh, that's all quite soft." So I think they've done a tremendous job with that. Now, one of the other um, guys from the forum uh, had mentioned um, when I was quizzing him about 3A stuff, you know, how does it actually look in hand? And uh, he had actually said is sometimes the weathering is a bit overdone, uh, as in, you know, they're just gone too hard. Now, I can imagine, I haven't seen in hand what one of the other variants would look like, so the orange and yellow, or the yellow and red, sorry, or the Centurion version, but it's not really a problem with the stealth version because it's meant to be dark, um, so I think it works quite well and it actually accentuates that sort of metal look. Um, so, yeah, pretty happy with with um, the actual detail that's gone into the sculpts. Hmm. Um, now, it's a figure. There's a lot of points of articulation. I couldn't really tell you exactly how many um, because I haven't really given it a full workout, but it seems like it can do quite a lot, um, but I'm a little bit reluctant to try it out too much because of um, QC issues, which I'll, I'll mention shortly. Um, but, yeah, I think I think it's, it's got plenty. It's got plenty. Um, so in terms of that QC issue, when I took it out of the box, 
uh, one of the shoulder um, guards um, was loose in the box. And, well, it's actually, I think it was off. It was sitting on there, but it actually come off. And it's just held on by a little sort of plastic ball um, socket type of snap-on thing. Um, which would generally be fine, but it just feels a little bit flimsy, and and in a lot of a lot of sort of feeling that um, looseness, and then also having seen before I received it a, a video of um, people struggling to get it to stand, getting the chest to stay in place uh, consistently, it just doesn't feel like it can take a lot of playing. Now, that's fine. I'm not somebody who plays with figures a lot, but I'm concerned that if I try and bend something too far, my $200 dolly is going to be in one piece. (laughs) Now, the torso is really interesting because it doesn't feel like there's any spine. It just feels like it's a, uh, a stack of sort of scallops or a stack of shells holding um, held in place by, by something, some sort of string or um, wire underneath. And so it actually moves around on this stack of um, scallops and that's it's quite loose in there. So that's where I can imagine some people have been struggling to keep it actually holding um holding fast, holding upright. Uh, it's not, you know, if you're not going to do too much changing of poses and things, it's probably not a problem, but it's, yeah, like I said, you know, my first sort of expensive um, figure, uh, I was a little bit, oh, shit, right, do I need to worry about this? Hmm. Whereas what I've seen with Hot Toys is they've got a fair bit of give. Um, so a huh. bit of a concern there. Yeah. um but what it um does have that's really cool is the light up features now i've put a picture in with the um the script that shows all the different lights so we've got the the chest repulsor and the glove repulsors and the eyes um all lit up the eyes uh, glow a, a red which is really nice now i didn't actually have this lit up for a while um, because the type of battery and an ag1 is not really that easy to well it's it's pretty easy to find but it's not very common and so it's not very cheap so i went into this thing needs um three for the torso and eyes and three each for each um glove so that's nine of these little batteries. And I went into the uh, local Dick Smith and had a look and they were charging $5 each for these batteries. <laughs> so I was going to have $50 worth of batteries in here and I just thought, mm, I might do some of uh, some other investigation. So I just put, it, put the idea down for a while, but then eventually I got around to doing it again and... Through um, fish pond here in Australia, I managed to find twenty of these batteries for eleven dollars with shipping. So, nice. Yes, that's more like what I wanted to pay. But now I've got reserves. Um, yeah, so that um, I didn't really know how awesome it was going to look until I actually got those batteries in place. And you you turn on that. So there's three different switches you need to for each of these um, battery sets. In, to turn on the torso and the eyes, you actually have to take off one of the um, the jet things off the back to be able to get to the switch. 
So it's a little bit annoying, but it's got one of those sort of um, ball socket snap things. Hmm. Have to be careful because I've had one that looks like it's half, you know, where the socket's half broken on the shoulder. So, you know, I don't want to be doing this too much. I might have to find some other way where I can poke in a little bit of a stick to turn it on without removing that. And as I talk, oh, I've found a stick that fits the job. <laughs> <laughs> um, the gloves are different because the, 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 the gloves are actually rubber, so you actually have to peel the rubber back to get into the battery case, but underneath there is also the switch. You don't have to peel the glove back to actually get the switch, though. You can actually feel around for it and then just press on the rubber to hit the switch. So that's pretty neat. So the rubber's really come into its own there. Um, it's a little bit of a bulge where the switch is underneath the glove. Uh, but if you didn't know what it was, you wouldn't think too much about it and you might just think it's a bit of a dent or something, which adds to the, the weathered look. Um, the hands are very well articulated. So each finger and thumb is separately articulated and they have two... Three, um, three joints for for the knuckles. So that's really nice um, to do sort of poses like doing the devil horns and stuff like that. So it's all good. Um, and um, uh, yeah, he's got nothing to hold though. So that's um, that's it's a good feature just for creating the nice hand gestures with it. <laughs> so look, it's. It's an awesome figure. I'm just scared to break it is the problem um, because of because of that shoulder um, thing that happened. Um, but I've had it on display and everybody who sees it quite likes it, obviously, except for my wife. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm pretty happy with it. Um, and I guess um, I would... You know, it's it hasn't been like the gateway drug that I was fearing it was going to be, so that's a good thing too. <laughs> it was an individual stylized piece of collectability that I that I wanted and I got and I'm happy with it. So in terms of dolly rating, um, that slight QC issue and um, the um, a little bit worried about it breaking in, you know, if I play with it too much, is it's going to bring it down uh, a mark or a mark and a half because it costs so much. I think it comes down that mark and a half. So I'm going to give it eight and a half dollies out of ten. Okay. Nice. Hmm. Can I ask a quick question? Sure. Were you set pretty much on the stealth right from the beginning or did you sort of arm and ah between the different choices? Yeah, I, I kind of was. Um, so it would have either been, well, it was weird, right? I liked the look of the Centurion better than the classic colours. And so I thought, well, but I don't really have an attachment to the Centurion era much. I mean, I was reading Iron Man at the time of that. Uh, but I thought it would be weird to get the Centurion version over the, the gold and red version. Yeah, yeah. Um, and just the comments about the weathering um, uh, on the on 3A stuff, that it kind of all pointed me in the direction of the, the stealth version. It was also that Iron Giant sort of feeling that I got from the figure, the initial yeah. reaction I had that pushed me that way. So it, was, it wasn't that I didn't think the others didn't look awesome. It was just like this was more what I was after at the time. 
Yeah. <laughs> yep. Fair enough. Yeah, I didn't remember the solicits looking quite this metallic. Yeah, and I think I've got a picture in in the um, the script that's got the the original solicit pictures. Um, and yeah, it was hard to tell. It was really hard to tell at that stage. Um, no, I don't have that picture in the solicits, but um, uh, it all looked a little bit more lighter and cleaner in those solicits. What's the writing under Stark on the left arm? The writing under Stark on the left arm says property of Stark Industry, you know, Stark International. Mm. Oh, nice. Mm. Well, that, that's cool. It's really good to – I don't think we've reviewed anything from 3A before, so that's really cool. Mm. And uh, good purchase, good review. Thank you. Very good. Well, that wraps up our final Troy of the Week for this episode. We'll be right back, and we will have some feedback from our listeners before we finish the show. Morphine Power Rangers, this is Zordon. It's morphine time. Evil space aliens are approaching your location. Combine your weapons. It's your only hope. Karate action, Power Rangers. Use your hand-to-hand fighting abilities. Block, chop, and kick. Protect the Earth from evil space aliens. Mighty Morphin Power Rangers from Bandai. Grab the power. Well, before we finish off, we have some feedback from our listeners to share with you, and we love hearing from you. So if you'd like to hear your comments, questions, or suggestions read out, you can email us at podcast.actionfigureblues.com. You can post on our Facebook page. You can tweet us at AFBlues. You can find us on Instagram. We are pretty much everywhere. Um, and, uh, John, you wanted to give a couple of shout-outs to start off with. Yeah, I had mentioned uh, Rockmaster Angelo earlier, but I wanted to thank him and Mantis99s for always retweeting the show and, and spreading the good word. And Lamar the Revenger does a lot of Facebook posting for us as well. So I just wanted to say thanks to those guys for being consistent and um, getting the word out there. Faithful. Yeah. Very good. And uh, Ben, you wanted to mention something as well. I do. Thank you very much. Um, a friend of the podcast, Jared, uh, as someone who's been listening for quite a long time, um, and uh, I converse with semi-regularly about all things toys, but also uh, horror films and our, and our love of horror films. And um, he's actually got a new podcast uh, up and going that is devoted to horror slash thriller slash cult films, and it's called Thrill Me. T-H-R-I-L-L-Me, Thrill Me. Um, currently can be found on Podomatic and uh, working towards iTunes. So, um, yeah, go check it out. Very good. And I have got a comment from Instagram. This is from Toy Division. And he said, hey, guys, can you post more pics, especially of some of the other figures that you talk about on the podcast? I don't do Facebook and Reddit, so it would be nice to see them here. Um, we are we are trying to post more uh, pics of the different toys of the week and also red cards on Instagram. But it's worth mentioning that each week on our website at actionfigureblues.com, when we post the show, we post all of the um, notes from the news. So all the links to the items that we are 
uh, talking about in the news are there on the website if you want to follow along. And as much as I love Instagramming, I, there's no way I can post pictures of everything that we cover <laughs> um, and still like eat and sleep. Um, but do go to actionfigureblues.com for that. But we will try and put up all the trailers of the week and the red cards at least on the Instagram each week. Hmm. Hooray. Anything else? Uh, I've got one shout out uh, if that's okay. Yeah, well, we'll um, you know, have a just, go. I uh, wanted to shout out a uh, lovely girl named Sophia who I was meant to have a date night with tonight, but I might have uh, cancelled on her to <gasps> jump in on. What? Oh, man. She was very sweet and understanding, so I said I would to say. Wow. Yeah, and it turns out we didn't even need you. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell her that. <laughs> uh, luckily, I'm very handsome and she'll understand if she wants another <laughs> me. So I'm good on that side, I'm very modest too. Give me a few hours and I'll tell you about my modesty. But that's enough. <laughs> well, well, that is dedication and um, wow. But thank you, Eddie, for being here. Did you have something? Uh-oh. Did you have something else to pimp? Uh yeah, I've got um so it is coming soon. It's been a long time in the works and uh 90% of the delays has been mine. Uh but I am also working on a comic book called uh TikTok Bar, uh which uh you can find some preview artwork on uh, the Tumblr uh if you do search TikTok Bar. Um, which I have co-written a story with the artist Zoe um, and her artwork is fantastic. Uh, I've got no talent at all except for attaching my name with talented people and she's by far one of the most talented artists working in Melbourne at the moment. So uh, do yourself a favour, even if you don't like my uh, words, go definitely and check out her art there. Um, Or also if you're on AFB forum um, and scrolling for car parts in the LCS section, uh, I've got the preview uh, in uh, one of the threads there, so you can check it out there as well. But, uh, yeah, thank you for letting me pimp that. Awesome. And thank you so much to you guys too for letting me uh, jump on this episode. And uh, I mainly fell back into listening through uh, most of the toys of the week. It's, <laughs> it's, I forget that I can actually talk back to you guys uh, <laughs> now. Well, we might we might give you another go. I reckon was, uh, we really appreciate uh, you hopping in. It's um, great to meet you um and uh we are done that comes from the guy that lives in the same town as him and has not managed to actually meet him no i know well but now at least i know that he really exists i was you know slightly skeptical um that he was just one of um ben's many uh pseudonym accounts that he creates on the forum to give him lots of points yeah um but uh, now i know he's real it's awesome. So now we'll meet. <laughs> but look, thanks, mate. Thank you, Eli, as well. It's really great to hear from you again. Thank you. And uh, we'll have you back too. <laughs> okay, get better, Ben, and goodbye, everybody. Hey, bye. Night, Argentina. Hey, bye. Bye.
The Action Figure Blues podcast can be found on iTunes and Stitcher Radio and downloaded direct at actionfigureblues.com by clicking on the podcast tab. If you do listen to us on iTunes, please take a moment to leave a positive rating and review. We also have an active fan forum at afbforum.com where you can join in with all of the hosts of the podcast and many other collectors to discuss news, new releases, old lines, and engage in trades and sales in a safe community. Please join us there. While you're at actionfigureblues.com, please don't forget to check out our sponsors like Mike's Comics and Stuff, ShelfLife.net, and the Pop Culture Superstore, who help keep our site running. You can also find us on Twitter at AFBlues and on our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash actionfigureblues. Thanks for listening. Four, three. Well, put on your face mask and get out your disinfectant spray because the sick are among us tonight. You're listening to the Action Figure Blues podcast, episode number 160 for the week of Wednesday, the 18th of March, 2015. I'm Scott, and with me tonight are... Eli, Eddie, John, and Ben. This episode is brought to you by the Asterix people. I love them. I thought we were getting rid of them. Well... I thought somebody was going to put a list in the top of the. We need a spreadsheet. That's what we need. (sighs) Yeah, the way that the Iron Man figure is sculpted, there's no way to uh, put him in and close up the suit. (sighs) Nice. Nice. Oh, that, are you sure that Sideshow didn't make this? <laughs> I, I, I did wow. uh, contact them. They offered me $60 <laughs> um, for a full record. Yeah, you should try. <laughs> Sorry, I'm joking. Uh, Sorry, I'll have just... laughing. Oh, God. Okay. I might just um, cut that out. What do you reckon? What, where you just hacked up a little? <laughs> yeah, that. I just have to wipe all the phlegm off my microphone and then I'll be right. Okay. Oh, please. No. In five, four, trying not to choke to death. Three. Um, and it does. It's a little Lego guy with a uh, goatee, and I managed to find one last night, so I'm really huh. happy. So thank you, Rock. Very good. Thank you, Rock. And thank you, everyone. Uh, Unless anyone has anything else to report, that wraps up uh, Feeding the Addiction. And we will come right back in a moment with our uh, final... No, 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 because we're all out of order now. Blah, blah, blah. I'll try that again. It's me, but it's already happened. What? I know. It's like a time paradox. Yeah, well. Okay. I'm ready. I'll count you in, Eli, and you can introduce me. Here we go. In five, four, three. Well, now it's time for the second of this week's Toys of the Week. And 
for this blah blah having to make up words as i go mm, <laughs> words it's like so, never, it's like i don't do that all week <laughs> make up words as you go <laughs> maybe it's because i'm not getting paid for this <laughs> yeah <laughs> you don't write a script when you go into greetings colleagues you all look nice today. I like, to, I like to start my meetings with, can you believe I'm getting paid to make it up as I go? <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, shall we, shall we try that again? Right. So it's like I've got one sentence. <laughs> you had one job. 